Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Uh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1, live on location from the TD Waterhouse Center. Uh, it is uh, Hefe and Dubs and the whole crew. We got Tommy Bateman, our uh, director on the top. Well, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chunks Hi. Corolla, executive producer. Uh, Matt Albert is even here. We have one of the interns, Sealane. Uh, and we are broadcasting live. Uh, from the middle of a parking lot, I believe, at the TD Waterhouse Center for the Do Action Sports Tour. Do Action Sports Tour PlayStation Pro going down here tonight. Tomorrow night as well as uh, Ludacris performs live. Then, of course, Drunky the Bear all weekend long with all of his stunts. It's all going down this weekend. How's everybody doing, boys? Ooh, look what happened. Terrific Tom takes his shirt off. Engineer Terrific Tom already getting into the act. It must be all the prepubescent 13-year-olds hanging out that got him into the mood. Um, right, let me say this real fast about the Do Action uh, Sports Tour, mm-hmm. PlayStation Pro. I've never seen so many hot moms before. Yes. Dubs and I are walking up, and it's, you know what it is? They're our age. They're 25, 28 with their four, five, six-year-old kid walking around getting autographs and stuff, and it's one of the hottest things you've ever seen. You know, I was kind of shaky about the whole new show coming out, America's Hottest Mom, mm-hmm. that they're doing that whole thing for, but looking around out here and seeing some of these uh, moms right. walking around with their we're kids. On, we're on the PA, aren't we, so people can hear us as they walk by? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'll reserve comment for about two seconds, <laughs> and then we'll continue to talk because everyone's uh, hanging out tonight down here. There's one soon to be. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to give it three, two, one, and look at that. Uh, she pops that one out. She'll qualify. All right, J-Dubs, here's what we got going on this evening. We will be doing the Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge. Uh, we have a custom Epiphone guitar, PlayStation uh, Pro Do Action Sports Tour guitar that we're going to be giving away. By Gibson. Yeah, it's by Gibson, and we're going to be giving that away to the person who can beat Wild Bill in a guitar challenge. It is going to work out like this. 30 seconds you're going to get to play. You think 30 seconds is too long? Should we shorten it to 15? Uh, 30 seconds should be good. We'll, uh, we'll tweak it if it does seem too long, but 30 seconds should give them enough time to really get into it and uh, show what they can do. Yeah, so we'll have Wild Bill play a little 30 seconds or something. We'll have the contestant play a little 30 seconds or something. If you can beat Wild Bill, um, then you uh, may be able to win this uh, this Epiphone Gibson. Now, here's the thing about it, too. Let's say multiple people beat Wild Bill. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have them take on each other in a little contest as well. Uh, I believe I got an email from the Soul Brother. Soul Brother Kevin said he'd be coming down to check that out. I know uh, we'll probably have C-Lane, Tommy Bateman, and let's just say Matt Albert be the judges this evening. All right. Great Wild Bill and also great uh, who, the contestant. 
So we have that. Coming up a little bit, too, we're going to have an interview with Cowboy Kenny Bartram. All right, tell me about this cat, Chunks. He uh, he invented the uh, Superman move in, in the motocross world. And, I mean, I guess he's like the god of motocross. He's got infinite trophies and awards. Well, and I saw him walking around here uh, before the show started, and he couldn't he couldn't get away from the people. People were coming up to him asking for autographs. He's very well respected around here. Right, motocross, what exactly is that? I think that that's the one where it's like BMX, but you got a motor on the back of your bike. <laughs> oh, no, it's a dirt it. bike, basically. Oh, yeah, 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 dirt bike. <laughs> All right, that... What do you Jesus. mean BMX but with a motor? With a motor? <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, so he's got a dirt bike and he does that, and he invented the Superman move. Yeah, the Superman move. Basically, you're in the air, and I mean, you're like probably about 10, 15 feet in the air. He totally he puts his arms to the side like he's Superman and puts his chin on the handlebars. Uh, floats up there for a few seconds, grabs it, and lands it. All right, so hands are off? Yeah, his hands are completely so off. So he's just steering with his chin? Yes. Holy Christ. I No wonder I saw all those scars on his face. Yeah. And I guess he has a broken arm right now, too. Wow. So we'll uh, we'll chat it up with that cat as well. But, of course, we'll be doing the uh, Beat Wild Bill uh, guitar challenge. I would love for uh, some of the people around here, if we uh, need some contestants, just kind of walk around maybe with the guitar, telling them how they could win that. That'd be a very good idea, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in addition to that, Dubs, there's uh, just other stuff going on in the world. Uh, had sex today. Want to talk about that? That's going on in the world? Yeah. Uh, also, too, I want to make an apology. All right. To the dirt stashes in the uh, in the Central Florida area. Why is that? I've made some friends who happen to be dirt stashes. Oh no! And I want to actually talk a little positively about those guys. HIV. And, and also too, I had a great conversation with a former coworker of ours today, uh, Mr. Don Geronimo of the Don and Mike Show. Now heard on WJFK syndicated on Westwood One. And so I want to even share a little bit of that as well. We got a ton to get through this evening. Uh, really hope that you come out, hang out with us. Down here. All right, Dubs, let's even kind of set the scene. I remember being out here last year. It seems like it's even more packed this year. Yeah, they got a lot more going on out here this year. It seems like last year was their first year doing this, actually, and uh, they've kind of perfected it this year with uh, more interactive things going on. Uh, the concerts will be going on tomorrow and just events all around you the whole time you're out here. No, absolutely. So uh, you got some of that going on. I love just like the tent setup. Like you got the PlayStation uh, big uh, rig over there where you can play all the Don't play- be racist. I said Matt's right there. PlayStation games, um, just various like booths. There's a MySpace booth around here. There's a lot going on down here. Again, it is the TD Waterhouse Center, and we are broadcasting live uh, for the PlayStation Pro 2 Action Sports Tour. Uh, all right, let me talk to the boys real fast. Tommy, C-Lane, uh, what are you guys going to be looking for in this beat? Wild Bill in the Guitar Challenge. I'll probably be looking for all flash and no substance because that's the school of uh, guitar playing I come from, which is just as fast as you can play. Right, but you have to be able to have something like it sounds right, right? Yeah, as long as it's not like, you know, out of key or anything. See, Lane, what what will you be looking at, Lane? What are you looking for? I'll, I'll be looking kind of for the same thing for uh, for speed and uh, impressiveness, because uh, really you're gonna just gonna have 30 seconds to just show us what you got. Yeah, and, uh, we're not gonna know how musically talented you are by uh, by how you could do that. So, all right, I'm down with that. It's something I've always wanted to be able to do, man. As I look at that guitar, 
I want. Is it in tune now? Does that mean if I play it, it'll sound okay? Not if you play, but if someone <laughs> who knows how to plays it, it'll sound great. I've never understood how, like, I couldn't just pick up a guitar and sound like Adam Jones from Tool. It's like the, all the strings are there. I know the music. I like the music. How come my mind just can't play it? I know. I, I bought a guitar when I was younger, and I just couldn't get a hold of it. I couldn't understand how to do it. That always irritated me. Every, every like person I knew would be like, hey, I bought a $30 guitar at Walmart this week. It's probably pretty good, right? I'm like, uh, no. I mine, spent a mine lot. was 600 I how spent mu- like 400 on mine, and I never figured out how to play it. How much does a good guitar cost? Uh, a good one, mid-range decent one, is like probably $600 these days. That's what I got barred for, was around $600. See, whenever I got my first skateboard, we're out here at the PlayStation Pro 2 Action Sports Tour, uh, um, I uh, I spent about twelve dollars <laughs> at Albertsons. Yeah, one of my most expensive guitars is like I think it was like thirteen hundred or something like that. It, you know when uh, I tried uh, rollerblading just once in my life, and uh, I didn't know if I was gonna like it, so I went and bought the cheapest rollerblades <laughs> I could find, and they were ones that you actually kind of strap onto your shoes. Oh no! I ended up going through a plate glass window. <laughs> And never try to do it again. I don't know why. If you fall down, you may as well get right back uh, on up. But my arms are just cut to hell. I had to run over to the local uh, fire station to get uh, stitched up with their uh, their quick stitches. Right. It was not a good deal. Well, I'm looking forward to this. In fact, I may even challenge Cowboy Kenny and be like, hey, let's get out there. I think I could do this. I think you could win. You took that motorcycle class. I did. I took it. I got up. Same thing. I got up to 22 miles an hour at one Same. point in a parking lot, and they give, and they gave me a license. I'm licensed to drive a motorcycle in Florida. Well, that's just what, like a BMX with a motor on it or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just like Chunk said. All right, tell you what, he's hanging out, so we'll take a break. We'll come back with uh, Cowboy Kenny, and uh, we'll learn about this cat. Apparently, like, his moves have even been emulated on national uh, commercials. Yeah, I think it was at Burger King. I want to see if he's getting paid for that. He should be. It's a hideout, Row Radio, broadcasting live, TD Waterhouse Center, and the PlayStation Proto Action Sports Tour. It's a hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Broadcasting live from the uh, PlayStation Pro Do Action Sports Tour at the TD Waterhouse Center. FA and Dubs with you. Want to remind you, we didn't give out the websites earlier. RealRadio.fm, uh, HideoutHeretics.net, and FullBlownAids.com. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having everybody sign up and get uh, get everything going on there. Coming up still, the Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge. For the Epiphone Gibson guitar, we'll do that one. Also, as well, um, Dubs, I want to welcome into the hideout as we broadcast live tonight. Uh, Cowboy Kenny, Cowboy Kenny Lee uh, Bartram. How you doing, man? Nice to meet you, brother. Thanks for having me. Ah, absolutely, bro. All right, CowboyKenny.com is the website. For those people who are not familiar with you, and like, what is like the the average person at home? What would they maybe be most familiar with you about? Um, just the the nickname Cowboy Kenny. Okay. Uh, I, I listen to country music. Like I play country during my runs, so uh-huh. I kind of stand out from most of the other uh, action sports athletes here. Yeah, because I see you walking around with your cowboy hat. I like your Wyatt Earp mustache that you got going on right now. You know what I mean? You don't. 
not to you know, not to say you know stereotype anybody's out here, but it, it's very much an quote unquote alternative crowd. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, emo crowd. It just depends on how you look at it. And then you know you're walking around with your big bushy mustache. Does that help you whenever it comes to uh, I don't know things like marketing and stuff like that? I, I think it does. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm different. I stand out from everybody, and and it's not not that I was trying to market myself that way. It's just I'm from Oklahoma, and right. I, I, I kind of fit that that person. What I like about this whole event and like everything around this thing is like we got people like Cowboy Kenny out here. You got like the alternative kids, and then you have Ludacris playing tomorrow night. It's a very diverse type situation. Who's Ludacris? <laughs> All inclusive. I, I actually I have heard of him. He's, he's one of the few bands in the in the the ditcher that I've heard of. That you actually heard of before. Cowboy Kitty is here. Cowboykitty.com. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right. So you're 28 years old right now. Okay. Uh, same age as me, Dubs is 25, we're all in that same kind of age range. When is it that you decide and you say to yourself, here's how I'm going to make my living doing this kind of stuff that I do? I started off riding motorcycles when I was seven years old. So, uh, Oh, just on the farm or what? Um, yeah, I come from a long line of motorcyclists, all the way back to my great-grandmother, my grandparents, mom, dad. Your grandma was on a motorcycle? My great-grandmother wow. rode motorcycles. Yeah, so it's... It's been around forever and just, you know, got good enough that I could actually make money at it. And um, I haven't. Right, were they all doing stunts with them? Or, I mean, Great Granny isn't up there doing stunts, <laughs> is she? Or did you, did you get the whole thing, the no, Superman she, thing from she's her? Got a, she's got a few speeding tickets that you definitely wouldn't expect from a grandma. But, right. Um, I have an uncle that's a past national and world champion for racing. So yeah. I always knew the possibility of making a career of this was was it you know something I could attain and so see that's what's interesting too like we were talking about we were talking about Dubs and I were talking about this earlier today how and maybe we're mistaken but it seems like our generation is kind of that first generation that has found something and is really turning it in a way finding a way to make a passion be a living I mean we're on the radio goofing off having fun doing comedy mm-hmm. you're out here doing your stuff you know with the motocross you got people now who are making money off of um, you know, playing video games playing video games <laughs> playing poker and it really seems like do you think that I mean your uncle I guess he did that too but did he have a side job as well do you have one as well or no he, um, Guy and myself were both uh, professional motorcycle riders that's that's pretty much what we do it's a full-time job you know yeah we're out here goofing around but there there's way more than 40 hours a week spent oh, practicing out. working on bikes traveling and all that and so it's i don't want to say it, it's a job but you know it's not like we just come out here and ride for 90 seconds no and here's the thing we completely agree because people say man you guys in radio you have the easiest job in the world you're on the air three four hours a night you're goofing off you're hanging out with your buddies and they don't realize that, sure, that's the product that you get in the end, but all day, literally from the time that we wake up in the morning till we get here, we're just trying to gather material to come on the air and talk and have you know have fun and goof off about. So talk about the practice regimen for some like for some people that want to get into it. Um, I I try to ride like uh, especially before a big event like during the summertime. Summer's kind of our our big season, right. mm-hmm. and uh, this weekend's the last round of the competition season. I'll be riding every single day, uh, like seven days a week. Anytime I'm home, I might take a day off if I'm flying somewhere and it's a long flight. Otherwise, you know, the day after a contest, I catch an early flight out, and I'm at home by noon riding that afternoon. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1 broadcasting live from the... uh from the PlayStation Pro Do Action Sports Tour at the TD Waterhouse Center. Tonight's just the kickoff. 
You got uh, the events going on tonight. Uh, we're our, our, of course, live broadcast. Then on tomorrow night, you got all the events going on with Ludacris performing in the evening. Uh, Saturday as well and Sunday. You also have uh, Drunky the Bear from the Monsters in the Morning, our morning show. He's going to be out here doing stunts. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get back into it. Now, I see you now. And oh, you're not performing this weekend. You're not. You're not in any of the competitions this weekend. Broken wrist, broken arm. What is it you have? Uh, dislocated wrist. Okay, dislocated yep. wrist. Do you have health insurance? And how much does it cost you? Because <laughs> I, because I, I think about that when I watch something like Jackass, Jackass Two. Um, I, I've heard Steve O talk before about how no one will even touch them as far as insurance goes. Yeah. No. Actually, the the Dew Tour and X Games, all the major events require that you have health insurance. Like they, they copy your insurance card before you get to sign up for the event. Okay. Um, and and it is expensive, and they don't really know what I do. But <laughs> ah, so it's ah just another accident out on the farm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And okay. I I got some great sponsors. You know, that take care of you when you're hurt. You know, Vitamin Water, Alpine Star, Kicker, OJ, all those guys, you know, they, they really help help out during the times when, you know, I, I can't compete now for three or four months. So right. I'm not bringing in a paycheck, so. Well, so what do you do during that time? Like, do you still, do you have the itch to get on the motorcycle, or what do you do during that, that off time when you're healing? That's why I'm here. Just hanging <laughs> yeah. out? No, just hanging out, you know, come to, to meet the fans and, and still promote my sponsors and myself and just kind of hang around the sport. Yeah, I've. I'd be sitting at home on the couch watching this on TV. Right. I, might, I might as well come here and, and watch it live. Talk yeah. about the sponsors, too, because you got vitamin water, and it's a fantastic product. We actually got a whole bunch of it up at the station earlier. We right. love it. But, like, talk about that relationship. How does that work out? Cause, how, do they approach you, or is that... Do you go to them and say, hey, I'm Cowboy Kenny, hop on board? <laughs> Sponsorship is a, a really tough thing. Um, I have a ton of people spon- you know, ask me, how do I get sponsored? How do I get sponsored? I know people that are are riding professional. Actually, I bought my bikes this year. I didn't even get a bike sponsor this year. Wow. I won the Dew Tour last year and didn't even get a bike sponsor. So some of it is obviously all the manufacturers know who I am. Right. And so, like, once you get to a certain level, sponsors do start coming to you, but only within your industry. Like vitamin water, I just happened to run into a guy that was delivering water at, at one of the events and started talking to him. It was just, you know, I'm a nice guy. He was a nice guy. We started talking and... Before you're three years later, I actually have a contract with him. You, you know, because know, like, one of the big things too, whenever you watch like something like Entourage, Entourage, Studio 60, mm-hmm. these uh, these television shows, more and more you're seeing the behind the scenes stuff, and people want to know that. So, you know, do you have an agent, manager, all that that handles that business, or is it you literally schmoozing while you're on tour? No, I, I do have an agent. Um, I'm not good at talking myself up at all, and I'm, I'm not really that good at schmoozing either. So, right. um, I do have an agent that handles all my sponsorship stuff, and he does a lot with setting up events as well. All right, very cool. We're talking to Cowboy Kenny, CowboyKenny.com. Uh, it's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, what's the big stunt you're known for, or um, trick, or, you know, what the, the, the Superman? Is that what it is? Uh, I've got three or four that I invented. One is, they call it a double grab heart attack. It's a double seat grab. I was the first one to take it. Both both hands are on the seat to a handstand position. Wow. Carrie Hart invented it. It was a, to a Superman position. I was the first one to take it to a, a handstand. Right, I have another now, one. Let's explain that for the people at home. All right. Okay. Maybe just the layman who don't exactly know so we can get more people into this and yeah. so you can get more people drinking vitamin water. Uh, all right. So you're you're on your, 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 your motorcycle. You're jumping your motorcycle about 70 feet in distance, 70 to 80 feet in distance. How high off the air? 30 to 40 feet off the ground. Wow. You completely let go of the bike. Grab there. We have grab holes cut into the seat. Right. You grab with both hands, and 
propel yourself into a handstand position when you're just holding onto the seat. And then you, you kind of, it's a flick of the wrist, throw yourself back onto the bike and you have to let go completely to get back on. So there's two <laughs> points where you're completely not holding on to anything. You hope you catch the seat and then you hope you land back on the bike. What's going through your mind the first time you try it? You know, most of freestyle motocross is a step process. You work up to it, little steps. Baby I'd steps. rather start with that. I want to start big. I, I mean, I'm not starting off with layups. I want to shoot three pointers. Yeah. All right, but uh, but yeah, but I mean, what is that? What is that process like? What what? How does the process go? Um. Well, you start off with doing a regular seat grab instead of a double seat grab. You just take one hand further and further and further from the handlebars to the seat, and you you start. You can actually spread your legs out enough to grab that grab hole. And you make sure you've got it. I probably jumped a hundred times making sure I had that grab hole before I ever took my feet off. Because at that point, if I didn't have a hold of it, I could just grab the bike with my knees and pull myself back on. Right, right, right. And so now, I mean, I've done probably 10,000 Superman seat grabs. I throw myself off, and if I miss my grab, I am screwed. Right, right, There's right. no way to get back on. It's a full commitment thing once you get to it. But like I said, I probably did 100 of them before I ever got to that commitment point. All right. So what are, your, what are the couple of the other moves? Um, one's called a side saddle backflip. I actually took off riding side saddle, like both feet on one side of the bike, which really throws the bike into a funky off-axis spin. Right. And uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. The side saddle thing goes along with the cowboy deal. Oh, I'm sure. And, uh, and uh, actually this year my big trick was a one-handed takeoff flip. Going off the ramp one-handed, and when you pull, you pull the bars sideways, and it really throws the bike crooked. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, both of them. Cowboy Kenny in here in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. I mean, you, you describe this stuff. How do you go from just riding the motorcycle to saying, you know what, this isn't enough. I need to, uh, I need to A, jump. Or B, it's not even just enough jumping anymore. I need to do handstands and all. Like, like what process? Is it just something about, you know, was your uncle doing this when he was a professional? Or guy actually was one of the innovators of freestyle with just turning the bike sideways, doing a whip. Right. Uh, but he he raced mostly, so you know his his theory was to go fast, not do tricks. But he had a lot of fun on the bike, and that's that's basically what I do is just go have fun on the bike it's not necessarily that I'm trying this trick or trying that trick I'm just out there riding having a good time but I get bored pounding out laps and I get bored doing the same tricks over and over and so you push yourself to try new things one of the things that a lot of kids our age will even hear too is all right when are you gonna get a real job I still get that I think I just finally got over that with my dad when are you gonna get a real job now you have obviously a family a history, yeah. you know that does this so maybe they're more supportive but do you hear any of the other guys on tour just kind of talking about man my parents won't get off my ass about putting on a suit and tie and sitting in a cubicle my my family is very very supportive but my dad also said when are you going to get a real job mm-hmm. and the day i started making more money than him i went hey i'm paying my bills and i'm making more than you are all right is it a good i don't want to ask you how much you make but is it a good living yeah it's it's a good living um i don't think i'm going to retire from this by any means but i, I can pay my bills and, and have a good time. So what it's you, a hell of a lot better than working a day job at McDonald's. Well, so what do you, moving on from here though? Does that mean like maybe you're going to move on and try to like transition into a management kind of thing, or like still stay involved with the sport? Because it seems like you know so much about it, and you got such a history in it. Yeah, um, I do want to stay involved in motorcycling. I mean, that's been my life since I was seven years old. Was riding motorcycles, but I'm also transitioning into rally cars um, in the next year. Uh, I've done six rallies so far, and it's it's kind of become my new passion. So that's Next year, I'm really focusing on rally car racing. All right, what exactly is a rally? By the way, we're talking to Cowboy Kenny, uh, Bartram here in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1, CowboyKenny.com, as we're out at the PlayStation Pro Do Action Sports Store. What is it? Uh, what is rally car racing? Rally car racing is street cars 
racing on closed down sections of real roads. Uh, like you'll, it's weird. You'll start off at a grocery store parking lot one at a time. Every minute a car leaves. You pull out of the grocery store lot, and you're doing the speed limit. You're on the real road, and you're on what's called a transit. You may drive 20, maybe 100 miles out to a mountain road, and you'll check into what's called a stage. And then it's a closed-down section of road, and it's wide open as fast as you can go to the next checkpoint, which would be the, the uh, finish control for that stage. Then you're back to a transit doing the speed limit. It's, it's the craziest thing. You're doing 100 miles an hour through the woods. You check out of this checkpoint, and then you have to do 25 miles an hour in the speed limit. Right. Yeah. I, and if, if you get a ticket, you're disqualified from the rally. So you actually have to do the speed limit on uh, the transits. I it's, got, it's crazy. I, here's what's interesting, too, that I've, like, I er, earlier this year took a motorcycle training class, all right? All right. It was one of those things that I, at a Harley-Davidson, I'm in a parking lot going about 17 miles an hour, and I think <laughs> I'm king of the world. But what's funny is after I got off of that motorcycle, I then hop into my Scion, and A, I feel like such, you know, so much more of a safer driver, and I feel so much safer. So from going to your motocross to the rally car, do you feel like you maybe have an advantage because you've dealt with so many variables doing, you know, what you're doing now as opposed to the rally car? I definitely think I, I grew up motocross racing actually, and so the the racing background that I have definitely definitely transfers into the rally cars. And you're right, you're you feel much safer in a car, you know, just. The fact that you're not exposed to the outside elements. Mm-hmm. Our rally cars are safe. In order to be legal to race, you have to have a roll cage, seats, harnesses. We wear fire suits, helmets. I mean, yeah. the whole nine yards. It's it's a uh, Rally America sanctioned race, and so they're, they're pretty strict on the safety limit, safety guidelines. But yeah, just being you know four wheels instead of two, and being enclosed in a cab. I don't want to say you feel invincible, but. I probably put myself in a lot of positions I shouldn't. Let me ask you. So at what age do you say, all right, I've had enough of at least the motocross? Is there a specific age? Or is it going to be, uh, A, my body can't recover? Do you want to say, hey, I don't want to be a 40-year-old guy out here? I mean, is there anything in particular? Most of my family has ridden till a really old age. Uh, my grandpa, uh, grandfather actually finished the National Enduro at age 69. Was st- still riding at like 75 before he had a real bad car accident. So I'll, I will ride forever. I don't know how much longer I'll do it professionally and, and really be pushing myself this hard. Right. I'll ride forever till the day I die. Very cool. Um, all right, another thing, because you're talking about a little bit too, like all the stuff you have to do uh, as far as, you know, some of these, uh, these stunts and the variations and the riding. What kind of workout regimen do you have? Do you work out with weights? Do you work? Do you just do stuff on the uh, on your farm? I mean, are you working out just specifically with the bike? What do you do? Uh, I'm actually I'm a pretty lazy as far as one of the athletes. I dig, but uh, I, I like my Twinkies and cupcakes. All right, so you're not even. I, 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 do, I do work out um, about an hour a day. Okay, just, you know, a little bit of cardio, a little bit of weights, and then a lot of stretching. Okay, um, just to make... if you do too many weights, you can actually teach your body, your muscles to pump up. And you get what's called arm pump when you ride. Your forearms will pump, and then you can't hold on to the, the handlebars. Ah, makes so sense. I do just real little weights, you know, a lot, a lot of reps and stuff. I would also think, like, core training is probably pretty important, too, you know, with your back and your stomach, because it seems like you're going to be doing all sorts of kind of uh, contorting and stuff. So you, that would... you do use your core a lot, and then definitely in crash situations, it helps to be really strong. You know, when your body gets flung around, yeah, what, the strength helps. It's an amazing resume you have, Cowboy Kenny, cowboykenny.com. Over 15 awards and medals. You've been a champion before. And here we have the injury breakdown. 20 broken bones, 7 knocked out teeth, steel plate in the jaw, ruptured blood vessel in the brain. All right, wow. talk about that one. Well, uh, I woke up the next day in the hospital. It didn't hurt. 
That's it, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it was nothing. All right. And the, the teeth, too? Do you have any of them replaced? Or... Wow, nice. <laughs> yeah, we, two of them we put back in. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, the other five, were they were kind of powder form when we found them. Oh, They're, wow. Jesus Christ. Well, dude, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's so funny, too, like, just like as we're here, we're hanging out tonight, we're doing the show live, and, you know, just watching you get mobbed as you walk around in the crowds, like, how do you deal with that? Do you do you sometimes be like, man, this is uh, this is kind of crazy? Do you ever do you ever have that? Nah, I mean, I, I'm at an event. I I kind of understand it's gonna happen, and I have the the cowboy hat on and things like a neon sign that you know, hey, here I am. But yeah. it's cool, you know. It's it's awesome when when kids come up to you and they're they're so starstruck they can't even speak. I'm your favorite fan, you know. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, you know, that sort of stuff. It's it's pretty cool to to interact with the fans. Hear their comments. You know, hey, I like this trick. I didn't like this one. I like. I dig your music. Whatever. You know, it's it's what, cool to hear from people. What do you say to the asses that say I didn't like this trick? Do you punch them in the throat? Cause <laughs> you I go would. do it, buddy. Yeah, that's exactly. what I say. Why don't you try it? You no, son m- of a bitch. most people are pretty nice. They, I've I've only had that one a few times. That people are like, I didn't really care for that trick. <laughs> I wish we had some of your music. I want to hear some of your music. It's unfortunate we don't have it here because I'd love to uh, give it a little bit. So what is it? Just you know, country music, country and western. What kind? What is it? Um, pretty much just country. That's that's about all I ever listened to. What kind of what topics are you talking about in your country uh, music? The new, newer pop country, but my favorite stuff is, uh, I guess I call it Class of 89, like the late 80s, early 90s country. The young country, if you old, would. Old Randy Travis. Right. Uh, George, George Strait. George Strait's old stuff. Clint Black, Travis Tritt, I know, Alan Jackson. You know I know those? all these because I'm from Texas. So <laughs> all right. I didn't necessarily listen to it, but I knew it. All the hot <laughs> chicks listened to it, so I kind of had to. Uh, any like relationship stuff going on? I mean, do you do you have even have time for that? It doesn't seem like you would. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm single. Um, just enjoy, en- enjoying being on the road, right. not, not being tied down to anything or anyone or whatever. We, we were talking about that earlier just when we were walking up just like the quality of moms is, there's a lot of hot moms yeah out it's here. like a real because it i do like orlando yeah it's something about again it's the chicks in our age range and maybe they have kids who are younger or they're just kind of cool and down with the scene so that means kind of they're ready to party so it seems <laughs> like it'd be a very good time well cowboy kenny man it was a, it was fantastic meeting you my friend and i know people are uh, looking forward to uh, that's the most awkward thing i've yep. ever seen <laughs> trying they, to shake hands or do the fist pump yeah whether well, uh. they have to do the dap or the fist uh, or the, the handshake but uh, dude it's fantastic to meet you you're uh, you're a rock star here cowboykenny.com appreciate you coming in the hideout man yeah no problem thanks for having me i hope you guys enjoyed the detour oh absolutely we'll take a break come back more uh we're out broadcasting live from the td waterhouse center it is the uh playstation pro do action sports tour at the hideout road radio 104.1 back in the hideout broadcasting live from the playstation pro tour from the do action playstation pro tour it's the hideout road radio 104.1 td waterhouse center uh, old school bumper music too. Loving it on a Thursday night. We still have a Chunks Batman Diary coming up tonight. That'd be uh, really nice. Very yes, we good. do. From what I understand, Wild Bill and the Wild Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge to win a uh, customized Epiphone uh, guitar from Gibson. Wild Bill is yelling at the salespeople. No, the uh, security. Oh, was it? Oh, was security? It was security because he was trying to uh, go through an area. He didn't have an all-access pass. He only had a ticket. So he was trying to go through the back way where we came in. What happened with Wild Bill, Chunks? What ended up happening with that guy? What's he doing over there? Bill is waiting near the security guard in a South Pole shirt. 
and yelling at him, I'm with Clear Channel, let me in. Oh, and he, he calls me, he goes, Chunks, talk to this guy. And I'm like, I don't know what nutty person his entourage is going to be. And I was like, hey, who's this? He goes, it's a security guard, man. He goes, your boy's giving me some trouble. And I'm like, oh, God, he's not going to get in. So I run up there, and Bill's like, I am with Clear Channel. I have a ticket. And he's got this South Pole shirt on. And he's got like a long, uh, what are they, underoos? Like the, 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 the white underwear that's like uh, the, the long johns? johns? Yeah, long johns on underneath it. Dude, it's like 80-something degrees. Are you kidding guy, me? The security guy's like, man, you shit look like a nut from 1985, so I'm not letting you in. <laughs> I did it, really? Yeah, and Bill goes, I don't want to walk to the other side because at the TD Waterhouse where we got in right. is a different place where everyone else gets in. Oh. So Bill doesn't want to walk to the other side because, heaven forbid, he might lose a couple calories. Yeah, absolutely. So, By the way, Cowboy Kenny's still going to be hanging out signing autographs if people want to come up and hang out with him. He's a very, very, very nice cool guy. guy. It was a very good interview with him. You know, we were talking about that too, Dubs. Mm-hmm. With YouTube selling for 6.5, or no, $1.65 billion. Yeah. You just got to think, I mean, I guess his uncle and stuff did it, but it really does seem like our generation is a generation. Well, there's always been, like, the people who are able to make it in sports and uh, able to do what they love in sports. But it it seems to be branching out with our generation of people who are able to go out and do the stuff they love, even if they aren't more sports inclined. Like Uh, like, uh, the video games, people working over at EA, people doing, like, the uh, game testing, all that kind of stuff. They're able to do what they love. And uh, make a living at it. Like with guys like Tony Hawk, obviously, and then that mm. set the, you know, essentially set the stage for all of this kind of stuff. You've MySpace. got, uh, yeah, Tom, MySpace, the, you know, the uh, the YouTube guys. People are always throwing out like uh, just uh, like internet sites that they really like and they thought would be cool. And uh, like YouTube, they're getting bought up for 1.65 billion dollars. It's like the, uh, the the internet boom went down for a little bit, and now it seems like it's making a jump right back at it. You see poker, you know, people uh, with the uh, World Series of Poker, World Series of Darts. Well, now. have you heard the the new one that's coming out? And there, uh, ESPN is going to be pushing this one, chess. I could see World Series of Chess happening and easily. And they're, they're really jazzing it up, trying to make it more hip uh, and uh, doing a, a whole different thing with it. So maybe chess can be the next big thing. Well, I saw Scrabble the other day on television. Yeah, they do Scrabble. They have uh, the championship Scrabble. I think part of it is that there are so many networks and there's so much time to be filled that you can easily plug something like this in. And they, it's enough of a niche that, you know, everybody's played Scrabble in their life, maybe chess, things like that, and eventually it ends up catching on. Um, so I just wish Burt Convy was still alive because that was win, lose, or draw. That was a great show. I remember Pictionary. Remember all that crap that was out there? I always used to play that at home. Uh, well, let me ask you, what's the next big Internet thing? You had the, you had the MySpace kind of come around with the friend network, and you got it with Friendster and stuff. You had YouTube and, uh, you know, kind of revolutionized video on uh, on the Internet. You know, I, I always thought, like, almost everything under the sun has been done on the Internet. That's why the boom went down. But it's coming back now because people are doing the innovations like YouTube and MySpace. If I knew, I would have it done and I would... Uh, well, is there anything lacking? Are you, do you look at the Internet and you say, you know what, uh, this isn't easy enough right now? 
because the technology for video was hard, but now with YouTube, it's so simplified that anybody can do it, and you see even websites incredibly better. Actually, Wild Bill, what a weirdo. I think uh, it'll be something with video or audio via MySpace where you can just call the person instead of just text, uh, sending an email or whatever. Like, like a camera phone. Almost internet. like a voyeur dorm, but not like you're paying to watch like nude chicks. I think it's going to be like, hey, that person looks cool. I'll send them a video message or something like that. Because they have something like that on MySpace mm-hmm. now where you can call and leave a message for someone. Really? Yeah, yeah. I left one for uh, Anti-Matt, where I told him I was going to cut uh, something out of him. And... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that they... I think maybe... All right, maybe it's that's not, what it is. Maybe that's not, the next big thing. It's not mastered yet, though, because you have to scroll through to hear different ones. All right. We're doing well, a show. Hold on. Yeah, Wild Bill is here, and he is dressed... Uh, insanely. Looks like he just killed, and that's the first outfit he could get on before getting out the door. <laughs> now, Coach Bill. Uh, Coach Bill is here. <laughs> and uh, he's going to make us do up-downs. Oh, Christ. All right, we'll take a break and come back. Uh, we'll Matt has a up. girlfriend, too. Uh, yeah, Senor Hamburglar. It's a hideout broadcasting live from the Do Action Sports Tour PlayStation Pro. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Party over there, wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. Three, three words, Back in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1, broadcasting live, TD Waterhouse Center for the Do Action Sports Store. Um, Real Radio.fm, hideoutheretics.net, fullballandaids.com, check them all out. Looks like we got another uh, athlete coming up here. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we are also just, uh, we just saw Wild Bill from Sales. He's going to do the uh, Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge. And, um,. He's dressed like a coach. Yeah, he's got his pull-away pants on. He's got uh, some kind of... Uh, uh, he's, he's the absolute antithesis of a uh, of a rock and roller, uh, our Wild Bill from Sales. And so he's going to be coming out, though, playing rock uh, here in just a little bit as we try to give away the uh, Epiphone Gibson guitar. All right, Dubs, joining us in the hideout right now is... Uh, Luke Parslow, is that correct, Luke? How's it going, boys? That's correct. I believe we talked to you last year. We did. Yes, we did. We did. We did. I remember you talking. Here was the one. Did thing. you Did you break your arm last year? No, or no, 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 okay. No, I, I remember last year too. They said, "Watch out for the guy from Australia because he curses a lot." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember, but I remember talking to you last year. All right. Well, let, first of all, uh, let's reintroduce you to the audience. Um, what is it? What is it you do? What are your specialties out here? Uh, at the end? BMX Dirt, which is on finals tomorrow, made in finals, so it should Congrats, be a good day. Congratulations, Thank you, man. thank you. Um, uh, let me, all right, when you're doing this, do you hold back anything in particular when you're in, like, when you're in the prelims and the semis, like, hoping maybe that, all right, I'm going to so, I'm gonna save my uh, my closers for the finals, or do you just kind of let it all out there and uh, do them in each one of the stages? It depends. you got to start practice slowly, you know, but no, in the qualifying, qualifying is like finals these days. It's hard to get in there, you know. But I uh, know you, you let things out, but certain jumps, yeah, you do hold back. Like tomorrow on the first set, things will be a little bit bigger, and like there will be different things. But gotta wait and see how practice goes, you know. All right. So uh, what, what, when are you gonna be practicing? Uh, what time is uh, what time is the finals tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow practice starts at like five, five thirty, and then starts at six thirty for finals. So should be a good night. And then we got Ludacris out here too. So good after party. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. people are so stoked about Ludacris coming out. 
What, talk about that. I mean, does it um, does it raise the level of interest when you got somebody like Ludacris coming out? I mean, does it Man, expose no. you to a whole different audience? I mean, what happens there? I probably would because a lot of people, you know, right. want to come watch him. But nah, not for me, man. It's just whatever he does, what he does, and I do what I do, you know. And you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Right, so let me ask you also here in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 BMX Finals tomorrow. So what are you going to do tonight? Are you going to just go sit in your hotel room tonight because you got to uh, get geared up for the finals tomorrow, or are you no, going to enjoy Orlando? In practice, uh, yesterday, the fourth run or something, I rolled my ankle. Mm-hmm. So the last two days, it's been on ice, and i got to do it again tomorrow because it swells up overnight. So no fun for me until after Friday. All right, so you're going to have to wait till everything ends. And then, uh, uh, and then you wait for me to come out on Friday. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, God, for the after party. Um, so you're the you're the leading uh, pointer so far. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, without a win either, so it's a good thing. All right. Um, let me ask you. So I, I, what happens a lot of times? And you talk. We talk to a lot of the people on the tour, and they say, you know, your buddies with people. Does any of that? Are you are you friends with a lot of the guys? Is there friendly competition, or when you get down to something as big as here in the finals? You put it all aside, and you, you hope that other people get hurt, like you know, <laughs> with you, you know, rolling your ankle. Because nah, I, 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 there's, I mean, there are, uh, you know, there's big time money at stake, especially when it comes to sponsorships and things. I'm wanting people to break legs just so. Uh, oh, no, I, no, I, no, 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 no. We don't know tampering with people's bikes or breaks. No, I don't want to. I don't want to do. Uh, I'm not going to mess with them. I'm just hoping that you know, leave that up to the good Lord. Uh, uh, no, there, there will be, there will be definitely some crashes and things tomorrow, you know. But I hope I don't want to see that. But yeah, there's, there'll be definitely tomorrow. My attitude will be different. There will be. Like, tomorrow's got, I'm there to do something, you know what I mean? I'm, I don't want to walk away second. I'm, I've been second three times this year. I'm over it. I've had enough. Right. And, yeah, my attitude's going to be a lot different tomorrow. So we'll see how it goes. Though. It's going to be intense the whole day. There's so many people that can come through, win the contest, and then there's little Anthony behind me, you know, he's coming up, and he's good. He's got tricks. He's got skills. It's it's a good thing. It's going to be a close call. I, I would also assume, too, all kidding aside, that you want as many badasses out there, A, because it raises the level of your game, and then, B, the more that people are exposed to just the really cool stuff that's happening, the more people are going to get drawn into the event. Are you always pulling for that? Oh, definitely. I want to hear the crowd go big, you know what I mean? It's you got to do things to make, to make the noise, you know, so it's a good thing, but it's... Florida, man, it's always loud. It's Atlanta. It's a good contest. Right. No. I'm, now you won the X Games in New Zealand in 2003. What did that do for you? How do? How much did that elevate you? Did that do anything special? Do people? Do people look at you a little bit different? In New Zealand, yes, because I'm a Kiwi and it was my home country. You know, it's something I've always wanted to do, and I was finally did it. So. Hopefully they can repeat it tomorrow. All right. Do people then give you any extra respect here or not? Because they're like, ah, that's New Zealand. The toilet flushes differently down there. No, you get people like Nyquist and that traveling out there or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you get respect off certain people because it is a contest. It's not a contest, you know, but it's a chill contest. It's a fun week out in New Zealand, so definitely good. Uh, Luke Parcelow here in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. He is uh, in the finals tomorrow for the uh, for the BMX uh, dirt bike racing. Now, uh, what, like, what, what's next? Like, as far as how, what about recovery time and stuff like that from every roll in an ankle? Uh, I mean, should you really be walking around here doing interviews right now, or should you be sitting in a bucket of ice? I just came out of medical, so I'm cool. I had some painkillers, ice on it, so it's good. I can walk around you got a little bit. Yeah. Just for a little bit. 
Uh, you got any extra Darvacet or anything you want to float along? In the hotel, maybe. We'll see. All right, very good. Well, uh, best of luck to you tomorrow, man. It's fantastic seeing you. Thank you, you very much. Yeah. And really good luck, man. And it's Friday night out here is going to be a blast with the finals with you, what you got going on, then Ludacris after that. Yeah. Everybody needs to get down here to the uh, TD Waterhouse Center for the Do Action Sports here PlayStation Pro. Definitely, definitely. Good seeing you again, Luke. We'll Thanks talk to you. See you later. We'll take a break, come back, uh, beat Bill. Guitar Challenge, next in the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1. All right, we're back in the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1, broadcasting live from the Pro Action Sports Tour, PlayStation Pro at the TD Waterhouse Center. Thank you to all our guests in Hour 1. Uh, Luke Parslow also, too. Uh, Cowboy Kenny competing out here. Uh, Cowboy Kenny not this weekend, but Lucas tomorrow in the finals right before Ludacris. At the TD Waterhouse Center, realradio.fm, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com is where we're live on location. All right, well, it's now time to uh, to do the Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge. Who was it that gave us this guitar, Chunks? Who gave us the Who gave us the guitar? Gibson, actually. Gibson, uh, it's an Epiphone, customized with the Do Action logo all over. It's real nice. Bill's got it in his hands right now, and from what I understand, it's a fantastic guitar. All right, uh, Tommy, you've played it already. Do you, you dig it a lot? Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, the uh, the Gibson and the Epiphone, I guess, is supposed to be a fantastic guitar too. Like I said, I don't play a lot, but uh, <laughs> or at all. I thought you played during the breaks in the. Uh, I do the booth. with Dirty Jim's guitar, and I get it out of tune. So my apologies for that. Uh, all right, let's talk to Wild Bill for two seconds. What Wild, talking about? Yeah, I got a pick. I got a Here's Wild Bill from Sales. Bill. Bill. Bill, come on up here. Step on up, Wild Bill. Step on up. Uh, Wild Bill is a salesman that works on the third floor at the Clear Channel Compound. Believe it or not, he does do sales for Clear Channel. Even dressed like a uh, complete douchebag. Yeah, dressed like a coach. What? Uh, Wild Bill, give Where us. Do little... I sit down at? Oh, you don't. You don't need to sit. You just said, "Come on up." You tell me a little bit about your guitar playing background. Give us a little history. It all happened. It was a ray of light, a big giant radio tower. I was standing outside holding a light bulb that supposedly lights up at the touch of a hat. It didn't work. I took a guitar into my hand. Electricity shot through my veins. The rest is history. All right, that is the uh, backstory for Wild Bill from Sales. Wow, the retire went down to Georgia. <laughs> you know what? I know where you live, and I'm going to jump across the table. Um, oh, all right, Wild two seconds. Bill. So we are going to give you 30 seconds to play something, anything that you want to play, all right? Now we have five contestants in the Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge. Here's what's going to happen. Tommy Bateman, expert guitarist. Sea uh, Lane, of course, performs around town, does sing, bitch. And Matt Albert just likes judging people. So they will each score you between ten, ten being the best, and one being the worst. All right? We'll add up the scores for each contestant. If If one contestant ends up beating Bill then you will win the Epiphone guitar, okay? Um, however, if multiple people beat Bill, then we'll move on to make it more of a challenge between, like, let's say two or three guys beat Bill, then we'll go. Now, here's the thing about Wild Bill. He will play 
each time before each contestant. All right, so I know we got Tony here. We got um, Jason. Jason from Irrational. Jimmy Jam's going to play, Chris, Matt. So, so what will happen is Wild Bill will play, and then Tony will play. Then Wild Bill will play, then Jason will play, and we'll go just like that, all right? It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, here we go. It's now time for Wild Bill. I will count off 30 seconds. Is it tuned? Is it ready to go? Tommy tuned it up, I believe. All right. Can we... Hey, Tommy, can you move a little bit so I can at least pause so I can watch it? All right, that's good. That's good. I don't think you started yet. Yeah, you haven't started yet. You ready? All right, we give you 30 seconds in three, two, one. Go, Wild Bill. It's very classic rock. Uh, I'd say, I mean, I'm not going to say specifically like a Joe Satriani, but, um, you know, it seems like it's kind of very, you know, old school. Like it has that kind of thing going, that kind of vibe going down. That was Wild Bill. Now, Matt, Tommy, C Lane, have you already written down your Wild Bill score initially? Tommy? Uh, oh, don't, okay. I, yeah, don't say them yet. We'll reveal them after each one. All right. All right, now it is time for Tony. What is Tony's musical experience and musical background? What is that? What do you? Oh, our, uh, a dying regime. That's the name of my band. Dying regime. Yes. All right. Holla. You you play a lot of uh, venues around here and everything. Uh, we we used to like we're practicing now our new stuff. Um, you gotta... check it out. MySpace.com/slash Eight Dying Regime. Eight Dying Regime. All right, very good. All right, let's hear. Tony, you ready to go? You feel like you're uh, you're all geared up? All right, let's hear what Tony has. Again, he gets 30 seconds in 5, 4, 3, 2, go. Very nice. Right, write down your scores, uh, fellas. Um, write down your score. Right, congratulations, Tony. We will reveal the scores after uh, after we're done. All right. All right. We're gonna take it back over to Wild Bill now, and let Wild Bill do his. Now this is Wild Bill versus Jason from Irrational. Jason, if you want to have a seat on the other side. And now Wild Bill will have his second chance. 30 seconds. Bill, are you, are you ready, Bill? 
You ready? And go. Very nice. He was he was trying that guitar out in the office, and then he stopped in the middle of his solo and says, I just make believe it's something I'm killing. Uh, all right. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. It is the Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge. We have the Epiphone Gibson guitar. Um, I have to say, Wild Bill did, I think he did a lot better the second time, which I don't know if that bodes well for our buddy Jason from Irrational. But uh, Irrational, a fantastic band, irrationalband.com. Our buddy Garrett always comes up to Heretic Hoop It Up. They got a gig this weekend, I believe, in Tallahassee. Are you guys in Tallahassee or Gainesville this weekend, Jason? Oh, this week, uh, Saturday night, we're going to play in uh, uh, Jackson. No, what is it, Tallahassee? Okay. Yeah. All right, very good. All right, Jason, whenever you're ready, my friend, let's hear what you got. 30 seconds. I will, I will count down. Are you, are you good to go? All right, five Four, three, two, go. Irrational is a great band. you got to check them out. Uh, irrationalband.com. What we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get our final three contestants. We'll announce the uh, the um, the scores from there and see if anybody has indeed beaten Wild Bill for the Epiphone Gibson guitar and the uh, Do Action Sports Tour PlayStation Pro to hide out broadcasting live at the TD Waterhouse Center, the hideout row radio 104.1. Radio 104.1 is the broadcast live at the Key Waterhouse Center for the New Action Sports Tour PlayStation Pro. FA and Dubs and the whole crew. Hideoutheretics.net, fullblownage.com, realradio.fm. want to remind you, tomorrow is the Hideout Happy Hour at the Matador on Pine Street. It is Friday the 13th. However, you make your own luck. The first 13 people there get a free drink. Then enjoy the two-for-one specials after that. The Matador is on Pine Street in between Orange and Magnolia. So uh, details for that on realradio.fm. We're in the middle of the Beat Bill Guitar Challenge. Beat Wild Bill from Sales from the third floor. Uh, he actually is a pretty good guitar player. Yeah. He had thrown out the impressive. challenge earlier, and as it turns out, uh, Gibson had given us this ep- this uh, Epiphone Gibson guitar customized for the Do Action Sports Tour to give away. So we're going to give it to the person who ends up beating Wild Bill. Bill's guitar playing is as slick as his hair. Yeah. <laughs> um... And the back of his neck. So here's what we're going to do. 
We are going to now. We've had Jason from Irrational. We've had Tony play already, and I already forgot the name of Tony's band. I, I got to try to remember. I think it's A Dead Rising or something. What was it? A Dying Regime. A Dying Regime. A Dying Regime. All right, very, I'm going to write that. MySpace.com slash A Dying Regime. Uh, I wish. All right, here we go. It is now time for Wild Bill versus Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam, the president of the Heretics. He runs uh, hereticshideout.com. All right, Wild Bill, whenever you're ready, 30 seconds. Our judges are Tommy Bateman, who is a fantastic guitar player, C. Lane, of course, Sing Bitch, and Matt Albert. He just likes to um, rank people really low, so whatever. All right, you're going to get 30 seconds in three, two, one. Go Wild Bill. to Jimmy Jam. It is uh, Jimmy Jam's turn. He is the uh, the president of the Heretics. You can see him on uh, hereticshideout.com. He runs a lot of the MySpace pages. All right, here we go now. Jimmy Jam, whenever you are ready, my friend. Are you, just let me know when you're ready. Give me the thumbs up, and then I'll count you down. Are you ready to go? In three, two, one, go. Jimmy Jam. Not a bad job. And now who is next? Uh, Chunk Scroll. Who are we going to next? Uh, we have Chris. All right, Chris. All right, let's have Chris step up. Wild Bill, do you want to say something about the uh, the quality of the... Uh, I, uh, about the quality, no. What, All right. What do you because, want to say? Because everybody has a different frequency, right? No, it's that I play like I'm killing something. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. No, I'm serious. <laughs> All right. Back to you, Chugs. All right. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to, let's act like that's a woman's leg, and the pick is a knife. And let's, uh, I want to see you go out a while, Bill. In three, two, one, Go. Faces he makes. I know, I was just saying. You know, the faces he makes, it's, I would expect a deuce to be going on. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm thinking. He's dropping mud the way he's sitting there. And that's what it is every morning while he's drinking his uh, coffee and reading his paper. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. The B- we only have two more. This this contestant and one more. 
All right, who do we have here? Introduce us to this person, Chunks. Uh, up next, we have Chris, who uh, saw the guitar, and his eyes started uh, glazing over, and he said he wanted to get in. Do you play in a, a band or anything, Chris? Uh, no, I've only been playing for a couple months. So. Uh, that's all right, man. Uh, I think Wild <laughs> Bill, too. Yeah, Wild Bill just started, so it's all right. All right, it's all about showmanship, Chris, so we'll give you 30 seconds in three, two, one, go. Contestant chunks as we get we take it back over to Wild Bill. What happened to the little kid? The little kid isn't gonna be playing. I don't, I don't know. He ran off. Uh, Matt is gonna be our last contestant. He's been anxious, so uh, right, very, we'll, we'll see what he's got to go after we get done with Bill. All right, here's Wild Bill's final time to play again. Up at stake is a Epiphone Gibson guitar customized for the uh, for the Pro Tour, the Do Sports Tour, Do Action Sports Tour, as we broadcast live from the TD Waterhouse Center. I gotta give it to Wild Bill and his skills. Yeah, he's doing well. But believe it or not, I think he actually has some. Now if he can translate those to selling. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering who was going for that joke. <laughs> Alright, here we go, Bill. In three stop. In three, two, one, go. job. Yeah. I gotta say, Wild Bill is pretty good. He's got some chops. Is that what that does that mean you can play? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm just thinking pork. Um, and then I'm sure he has one of those in his pocket. He's got some of those, too. Uh, I, this guy's name is? Final contestant is Matt. Matt, what's your guitar playing background? Uh, bluesy, I guess. No, all right. Very you, nice. You've been playing for a long time? Two and a half years. How old are you? 16. Fantastic. Beat Wild Bill. I'm pulling for you. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, go! talent rolling around here in Central Florida. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to tally the scores. Dubs has someone beaten Wild Bill. Yes, one person has beaten Wild Bill. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and we'll find out which one of the contestants beat Bill. It's the Hideout Real Radio, 
broadcasting live at the Do Action Sports Tour PlayStation Pro in the TD House Water Center. Uh, TD Waterhouse. Yeah, TD Waterhouse Center. I'm sorry, I got distracted by a check walking by. It's a hideout no radio 104.1. This is an old school jam. I get no Of the Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge, as we were given an, uh, an Epiphone Gibson guitar customized for the Do Action Sports Tour. All right, here we go, Dubs. I will announce we had five contestants. I will announce them from fifth to first. And should I give out their point totals by the no, judges? No, no. <laughs> Don't be mean. No. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Oh. Um, coming in fifth place, Chris C. He was the fourth guy to participate. That's all right. You'd only been playing for two months, so uh, good job. Absolutely. Thank you for stepping up and trying to win. Let's hear it for Chris yeah. C. The judges, by the way, Matt Albert, Tommy Bateman, and um, C. Lane. <laughs> I will say that... What's funny about my name? <laughs> Matt, I think, gave out overall the lowest scores. No. No, really? <laughs> All right. It was a tie for third place. Third place, Matt, who played last. Matt, the 16-year-old, played blues. Congratulations to you. Also in third place, Jimmy Jam, president of the Heretics. So, uh, I guess I didn't go low enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We are now going to decide who takes home the uh, Do Action Sports Tour Epiphone Gibson guitar. I will have to give out the final score. Oh, okay. Second place, point total-wise, however, he did not beat Wild Bill head-to-head. Is Tony from a dying regime. That means that Jason from Irrational... Beat Wild Bill and is taking home that do action sports for the car. Congratulations, man. Thanks, man. You you beat Wild Bill by a half a point. Oh damn. <laughs> Wild Bill averaged uh at a out of uh, a possible thirty, you averaged right around twenty two from uh the judges, which isn't bad considering. However, in the round versus Jason from Irrational, Wild Bill scored his highest that he had been scored, a 23, which he also scored against uh, Tony. However, Jason from Irrational got a 23.5. The .5. Coming in close, neck and neck. The 8.5 actually coming from Matt Albert, who liked it that much. So congratulations. Thank you. From Irrational. Hey, I thank wanted, to, thank I wanted to talk about our show we're having over at uh, it's at Floyd's at Tallahassee. If anybody's listening, we can be in Tallahassee. It's at Floyd's. All right, very good. Uh, Eight o'clock at night. All right, here's the thing. I wanted to talk to Jason about real fast, and I know it's kind of a touchy subject, but uh, Garrett from Irrational, one of the big heretics, said, "Hey, next time you talk to Jason, mm-hmm. you may want to mention this." And forgive me for wording, but it's my. Are you a Scientologist? Yeah, I was born a Scientologist. It's definitely it's a. I've never, I've never actually spoken to a Scientologist. Yeah, I, I, 
You just you're... don't know it. We're everywhere. Yeah. This is like Dubs when he was 20 and finally met a black person for the first yeah, time. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like, what happened to your skin? You got burned. Yeah. No, he pointed and said E.T. Yes. E.T. <laughs> um, true. All right. Now, explain, because obviously Scientology, it gets a bad rap a lot of times. Oh, yeah. It actually press. was a problem growing up. I mean, I had to, like, keep it a secret after a while. Right. You went to, did you go to a to a special Scientology school, or what happened? Special. We ride the short bus. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, it's like we go to, I went to a Scientology school, like, growing up in a really small community, com, it's not a community, but, like, the, there's not so many people that are Scientologists, so the schools are so, like, small, there's only a few people in there, and I would have, like, maybe two people around my age. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I hung out with, like, the same two people, whether or not I liked them, and, that, and then, like, I got transferred to a public school. My parents moved around a lot. and How was that going from... It was hellacious. You move at your own speed when you're in Scientology school. Right. And um, I, I was a kid. I wanted to play around, do whatever I wanted to do. So when I'm into my own pace, by the time I was like 13, I was maybe in fifth grade, if you can't... It was called Form 3. Right. I was maybe in like fifth grade. So the, so the transfer over, they put me in eighth grade. I ended up in idiot classes. I was like, what's going on? And I'm not used to seeing 1,500 kids around. I'm like, where are all these people come from? I was like, now, are you still practicing uh, Scientology, or I, I, I go in and out? I want to. I want to ask like the basic tenets, because I don't know if a lot of people know. Like, I mean, whether it be with uh, Christianity or Islam or Judaism, just what are like the basic beliefs of Scientology? Um, okay, well, there's there's like uh, they basically like what he did was kind of like. Pick and choose like good parts of L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard. Of like other religions and and there's some like sort of uh, like a editions of psychology and things right. like that. And uh, so like you basically like break your life down to like eight different dynamics. Okay. And there's like your first, which is yourself. Which is that is, like, what? It was the Dianetics. Was that the name of the book? Dianetics. Yeah. Okay. It's like uh, that's auditing. Auditing is like the. There's so much I could say. We could really have a long conversation, and I'm probably going to go off on tangents I'm, or something. I'm down, though, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I, I'm really interested in the, the Scientology. Because you hear a lot, you know, but you don't ever actually know a lot about Scientology because I've just never really known anybody. There's Dianetics in Scientology, they call it. So there's like. Uh, it's like. It's like. I don't know. I, I'm not like. Uh, you know, like to speak about it or whatever. I'm just gonna cut, start talking or whatever. Oh, so, that's fine. so get, your life is basically broken down to like eight different sections or whatever. Dynamics, like driving forces of life, is a okay. dynamic. Mm-hmm. So you have your first, which is you, which is like your personal health, and like uh, you know, just whatever pertains to yourself, and just taking care of yourself, getting yourself where you need to go. And like then there's two, which is like your second dynamics, your family and your sex life, and like you know anything that has to do with with like procreation or whatever. Then there's your third, which is your immediate group. It's like your friends or like uh, basically your friends, maybe your coworkers, people that are in immediate contact outside of your family and yourself. And there's a fourth dynamic, which is uh, kind of all the groups combined, which would be like uh, all different like races and, and, and such, just like everybody in the world. Right. That's like the fourth dynamic. And then you get the fifth dynamic, uh, which is, excuse me, i to get this right, like plants and animals kind of. It's like... Um, like other living organisms that aren't human? Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. just like, you know, other things on, on whatever. That's just the planet that, that are just like plants and animals right. and stuff, whatever. All, all that stuff falls into one little category called the, the fifth. And then there's the sixth dynamic, which is MEST, which is uh, like an acronym. It stands for matter, energy, space, and time. And that's um, like... Anything physical, like flesh or rock or... Anything tangible. Anything tangible, yeah. Anything aside from um, your spiritual stuff, which would be uh, your 
seventh dynamic. I'm, I might be messing this up a little bit, but there's like your like theta, which is your seventh dynamic, which is like spiritual, which is like uh, they basically, I guess, believe that you're sort of, I guess, you're just like the source of energy that generates what makes the body have a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like okay. a bat, the battery or whatever. Like, that's that's your you, your spirit, your thetan. Okay. Thetan, they call it. All right. So like that's and they use the like the the Greek symbol theta. And what's the eighth one? The eighth is like the supreme being or the allness of all or just like whatever you would call God. But they don't really there there isn't any uh, talk of like God or anything like that. Is there, well, there's no. Um, praying or, or like uh, worship. Something I could or... get into. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's sort of a workable, like formula, very formula-oriented, like. Uh... All right, let me ask you this. All right, so hideout we're radio one hundred four point one. We're talking to uh, Jason from Irrational. By the way, the winner of the Beat Wild Bill Guitar Challenge. Woo-hoo! Why does uh, why does it get a bad rap? Why does science? Is it just because? It's different. It was, uh, and, the, and the fact that maybe it's so new too, with like you know L. Ron Hubbard, you know, being here, you know, not too long ago. What do you I, think? I, it I is? think that has something to do with it. But they're very. Uh, I, I would I would say that like um, they it, it turns people off that they uh, so some people get too excited about it. They push very hard. That mm-hmm. I, I believe it's the divisions in the organizations are like there's division four, and I. I believe it's Division Four that they, they like pull in new people. Right. So that's their only job. They go get new people, and they get new people, and like they'll as soon as they know who you are, and and you have like expressed some interest. Maybe you didn't express some interest, but they want you to, and that's like. And that happens with any religion, though. I mean, you see that. I mean, missions. You know, people going out on their mission, and missionaries doing that all the time. And it, that's not anything new when it comes to religion at all. But here's one of the interesting things that I saw uh, with my early exposure to science. I was working in uh, Detroit for uh, the Jimmy Barrett show at WXYT. Sorry. Uh, I know. (laughs) He was actually a good guy. Uh, But it was an AM nighttime talk show. And I guess it was one of these kind of hot-button shows. You know, Scientology just happened to come up that day. And so we're in Detroit. It wasn't a national show. It was a local show. But, you know, he was talking about it. And then all of a sudden we started getting calls all over the nation from Scientologists calling up to defend Scientology about, like, you know, here are people calling up from California. Mm-hmm. Are they going to kill you? Should we not talk about this? I don't, no, I don't no, want to no, get no. you Say whatever you trouble. want. Say whatever you want. No, no. No, no. Don't be a suppressive person. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, it wasn't anything He's bad, right. <laughs> you know. To be, is that really one of the things? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I would be de- declared. If you were to, like, go, like, like, like head-to-head or whatever, you would, like, take them on or, like, Speak badly or down it. It's a suppressive. Well, you don't act. Have, you don't have to say anything about it. That's just that's one of the things that I mean. It happened. You know, I saw it firsthand. And and to be honest with you, it was it was interesting to see the way it was like this automatic rallying. Yeah. You know, everybody the came cause. right came right to the the rescue. And I'll be honest with you, the heretics do the same thing for the hideout. You know, if we hear people talking trash about the hideout, guess what? The heretics are called. You know, they're getting together. And they're, you know, they're sticking up for their cause. Rally around the people. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But that was one of, and so I just wonder where, like, the, because you, you hear some of the bad press that Scientology gets. And honestly, I kind of believe, unfairly, because in my opinion, all religions, uh, yeah, yeah um, I agree with that, are, you know, they, they're good, but they start out good. And then somehow money begins to overtake Extremists. the actual cause. And a lot of times the extremism, even when it comes to something like Christianity or even, you know, Islam, 
the you know the extremists take over and hijack the religion, and you know it turns into this whole money making machine, and it, you end up losing the original message, whatever it is from whatever religion. Yeah, Tommy. I think also some of it is don't they have like machines that kind of test the amount of bad stuff in you in a way? <laughs> that, that's an e-meter. Yeah. There's like you when you do uh, that sort of auditing, you use an e-meter, and it's just. It's not like like some people like to compare it to a, a lie detector, but it's not exactly that. It's like it, it sends you, you hold these cans or like soup cans. There's little mm-hmm. electrodes on them that go to a meter that reads resistance, and it, and you can't feel the electricity. It's not like a, a pulse of electricity or anything, but it's enough to go through you know through your body and then out the other hand into the other can, and it reads the amount of resistance that's uh, in in the electrical flow. And if you if you Think about something that has some sort of emotional, like attach, uh, like painful emotional attachment to it. The resistance in the in the flow of electricity will will be resisted. But see, that makes sense because I'll tell you why. Even brain, like your thoughts and your emotions. I mean, it's pretty well proven that you know the human body basically is a conductor with water and electricity mm-hmm. that runs through it. So whenever you do have emotions, it makes sense that you're going to give out a different. A different aura. Like sometimes when I walk into the room pissed off at the office. You can feel it. You guys can feel this negative vibe I'm giving off. I mean, that doesn't mm-hmm. seem too far-fetched. That's why you go to the sauna to sweat all the bad stuff out. He knows a Scientologist. That's the purest. <laughs> I did that you know twice. This? Thank you, Nip Tuck. <laughs> oh, really? Is that where you learned it? Nip Tuck? That's where you learned it from? We're talking to our buddy. Uh, I mean, I'm well-read. Oh, yeah. All right. Verse. Uh, it's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1 talking to... Uh, our buddy uh, Jason from Rational. I don't want you to get you in trouble. I just wanted no, it's somebody. No, not gonna get me in trouble. I just wanted somebody to uh, to explain, kind of explain it. some of the, the ins and outs. Because I'll tell you it, this, and I don't know if you can even comment on Tom Cruise, but let me say this: the one thing, and I completely agree with him when he was on um, the Today Show talking to Matt Lauer about Brooke Shields and you know not wanting to take crazy pills and not wanting to put foreign right. pills into your body. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Last night on the show, these sons of bitches were trying to convince me that I'm bipolar. That was two nights ago. You were not... That was two nights ago? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Where'd the time go? Um, but, you know, I don't want to go somewhere and somebody give me a pill to make me a walking zombie. Why I don't believe yeah, in that. totally against, like, psychiatry. I like, completely want to shut it down. Now, psychology, though, different, because you, you do need to learn stuff about yourself, right? But just yeah, not to take Yeah, psychiatry is medical. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Just They just don't, they don't believe in the pill aspect. Yeah, they have it. a whole, uh, I believe it's called CCHR. It's, uh, like, Citizens Commission on Human Rights, and they... They have a whole display in L.A. If you if you go to L.A. and go in there, it's like the the beginning of psych, psychiatry up up until recent day, and there's some crazy stuff in there, like like demonstrations of these boxes they used to stick people in and like just oh, yeah. spin them around and like stick them with stuff and keep them in there for all days in a row and I'll, crazy stuff. I'll do all the chunks. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be a fun uh, open door policy thing. Well, Jason, man, I congratulations on being Wild Bill. Thanks, man. Thank you for educating us a little bit on Scientology. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. Irrational. Is going to be performing up in Tallahassee. I know you guys also got a gig coming up pretty soon in Gainesville, yeah. uh, where a lot of people can hear us in Gainesville as well. It's a very good band. Garrett, uh, the bassist, always comes out to Heretic Hoop It Up and always hangs out. He's a good guy. Uh, irrationalband.com. Thank you for putting Wild Bill in his place and beating him, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. We'll see you soon. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout Radio 104.1. Broadcasting live from the uh, 
Two Action Sports Store PlayStation Pro. Always have a great time out here. Yeah, it is. Uh, RealRadio.fm, HideoutHeretics.net, FullBlownAids.com. Speaking of FullBlownAids.com, uh, my full clip of me calling my mom unedited uh, from start to finish is up on FullBlownAids.com. And that is you... Um I called my mom yesterday because, yeah, because it was National Coming Out Day, so I figured, let's see what my mom would do and if would, I called her and if, came out. If you listen to the whole unedited portion on FullBlownAids.com, you can hear how unsupportive, uh, uncomfortable, uh, disconnected, disconnected your mom was. All she kept saying to, her, to you was, get counseling, there's diseases out there. Yeah, exactly. So you got to go check. And I want people to listen to the unedited one. In fact, I'm probably going to go listen to it again. I haven't heard the unedited one. No, you haven't. Because it's literally 45 seconds, I guess, of just dead air. Sometimes more than that. Where uh, she couldn't deal at all with uh-uh. you and uh, your lifestyle that you've uh, professed to all of us out here. Plus, I think the best it was part a bit, though. is when he tried to call the, the truth. When he tried to call the first time, and I guess your little brother hung up because they thought you were a bill collector or something. Yeah, that's my family. And he knew right away, Doug was like, call him back. You get to hear all this. He's like, call him back right now. They're just hanging up. They think I'm a bill guy. So you get to hear all that in there. Does that make you proud at all? I, I know my family. I know where I come from. I don't deny my roots. By the They're way, white trash. Speaking of family, happy birthday to my little brother, uh, Chub Rock. Oh, Chub Rock's birthday, same ha- uh, same day as uh, Big Hand's birthday. Yeah, happy, so happy birthday, birthday to, to Big, Hands. Of Big Hands. And I think Rhonda tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Um, my little brother turns 13. And, like... I stop and you, you you forget what it's like to be 13, and then you kind of remember what you were doing at 13, where you were trying to find anything cylinder shaped to please yourself. You're looking for any kind of porn you could. You would be uh, going through any kind of Sears catalog, underwear section, anything that will get you uh, going. And then you get to the point where you're taking any kind of lotion and uh, cylinder objects and working yourself that way. Like this Arizona green tea. Oh, yeah. I would, I would I would keep that in my book bag all day long saying I'm gonna you're gonna have fun tonight Arizona and so on one hand you you know you're excited because your little brother's turning 13 but then on the other hand you're thinking to yourself oh he's now officially reached a tormented age and yeah. he's gonna be tormented for by, at least five or six years not even, not even that I mean he's gonna be tormented until he's making himself in the uh, in the nursing home, mm-hmm. like you know, before you hit that stage and you hit that puberty, I think I've grown out of the uh, Arizona tea bottle. So yeah. I still use the Sears catalog. But you know what? You got a girlfriend. You know yeah. what I mean? I got a girlfriend. But for like Matt, Matt looks forward to getting home and you know going through all the gigabytes of uh, porn that he has. You know, I've I've uh, said this a few times, but th- this is what I used to do, and this is what I found to be the best. So Chub Rock, happy birthday if you're listening. No, 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 you're not gonna give my little brother tips. What you do? You fill up. A like a, a large Ziploc baggie, oh, half full of uh, warm water. Oh, gosh. You zip it tight so no water's getting out. You get one of those. You don't get one of those regular Ziplocs either because those will pop open. You get one of those with like the actual strip where you pulled over. The grip lock. Yeah, and then yellow you, and blue makes green. Yeah, you get all the air out of there. Make sure there's no air in there whatsoever. Make sure it's tight. Fold it in half. Stick it in between, like, uh, the box spring and the mattress. And then you rock it. Yeah. Works well. Did you did you ever put it in the microwave? No, I always made sure it was warm water in it, though. Oh, you're such a dirtball. It was and yet, great. And yet the problem is, oh, the poor little kid. Because, you know, before it was all about video games and playing outside and... 
I don't know if he's even reached that point yet, or maybe he has already. I just remember what it was like being 13 and I believe the 7th, 8th grade. Yeah. And you're just completely tormented by your own body. 13 was when you still thought you could get good porno from, like, Playboy.com. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that's what you or, or you're watching through the fuzz and you see something that resembles a breast. Oh, I remember watching the fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break and Ew. come back. I believe they are shutting down here uh, at the uh, TD Waterhouse Center and everything's closing down. To all our friends and guests who came out, the heretics, we thank you so much. You guys listen on the way home. Uh, still coming up for you, the Chunks Fat Man Diary and a lot of stuff. We just haven't even begun to scratch the surface yet. It's a hideout, real radio, broadcasting live from the uh, Do Action Sports Tour PlayStation Pro at the TD Waterhouse Center. Don't forget, tomorrow, Ludacris in the BMX Finals with, uh, um, I believe it was Luke that we talked to earlier, and Drunky the Bear doing all his stunts all weekend long. Get your tickets. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Popularity of skateboarding has created a number of problems for the community. Yeah, skateboarding. What an awful problem. Hideout live from the New Action Sports Tour. Would it be crazy if you just stopped everything, packed your bags and left for a week, a month, a year? What if you left for two years? Would people think you'd lost your mind? What if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert? A village crowded with Buddhist temples, not skyscrapers. A place where there isn't a word for recluse, but a thousand words for community. Would it be crazy to go 5,000 miles from home? To spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about? To build libraries and fill them with stories? Prepare a meal with food you helped grow? To teach children? and learn a thing or two about yourself. Would that be crazy? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Today in America, one in six children lives in poverty. One in eight Americans can't afford a decent place to live. One in ten families battles hunger and hardship. Today in America... 37 million people live in poverty. Your neighbors and mine are working and still can't make ends meet. They're choosing between food, medicine, and a roof over their heads. But the picture can change. In one neighborhood after another, people are working together to lift themselves and each other out of poverty for good. In the inner city, they're teaching young people the job skills they need to earn a living wage. Farmers are starting cooperatives to earn better prices and save their farms. Community volunteers walk kids to school to protect them from violence. All across America, people are working together to change the picture of poverty to one of hope. There are easy ways you can help. Find out more at PovertyUSA.org. A message from the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit PeaceCorps.gov. This is Detective Bergen of Crimeline. Have you had it with crime in your neighborhood? You can stop it by calling Crimeline and reporting the crime anonymously. You will not be asked your name, only for the information you have. If your tip leads to an arrest, you could be eligible for a cash reward of up to $1,000. Call Crimeline at 800-423-TIPS. Make a difference today. Attention! This is an important announcement from Orlando Hyundai. Buy brand new Hyundais with discounts up to $6,000. 0% APR financing. Plus, make no payments till 2007. 
Orlando Hyundai is under new ownership and adding a new state-of-the-art showroom in order to better serve our customers. And during our construction, everything goes. Accents, Azeros, Elantras, Sonatas, Tucsons, even the all-new Entourage, the minivan with the highest safety rating ever. All with America's best warranty, 10 years, 100,000 miles. What's an everything goes price? Any price Orlando Hyundai can get. Hyundai's already cost thousands less than Toyota, Honda, Ford, and Chevy. And now through Monday, save even more with discounts up to $6,000 or 0% APR financing and make no payments till 2007. Rush to Orlando Hyundai, 4110 West Colonial Drive, or call toll-free 1-800-NEW-HYUNDAI. Everything goes at Orlando Hyundai. Select models with group credit, limited financing, discounts off MSRP, all rebates to the dealer, interest accrues from data purchase. Real, real, radio, radio. Back in the hideout, Row Radio 104.1, broadcasting live at the Do Action Sports for PlayStation Pro. RowRadio.fm, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownage.com. Don't forget about tomorrow. It is the hideout happy hour from 5 to 8 o'clock. We'll be at the Matador on Pine Street between Orange and Magnolia. Uh, Friday the 13th, to so make your own luck. First 13 people there will get their own, uh, will get free drinks. Yes, tomorrow or, or at the Matador. Free, a free drink to kick off the weekend. Five and then, o'clock. And then enjoying the two-for-one specials on domestics and wells. I'm kind of tempted to head over there after uh, we're done, to be honest with you. That sounds like it can be a lot of fun. Um, all right, so here we are broadcasting live. And during the last break, Dubs talks about one of the ways that he used to Self-pleasure, and that was with a Ziploc baggie of water. Yes, uh, a huge one, folded in half, and then you stick it between the box spring and the mattress, and you go to work. So then during the commercial break, Chunks starts talking about how you used to use Nickelodeon GAC. Yeah, Nickelodeon GAC. No. Yes. What? (laughs) Shut up out there. What what was the GAC? It's like slime, but it's got a little bit more consistency. It's not not silly putty? No, no, it's like a slimy silly putty. It's a little more, yeah, it's uh, it's a little more thick than the slime that they had. Yeah, and you could wrap it. So, I mean, like you could mold it, let's say, around yourself. But it it had more give than silly putty. Exactly, yes. It was uh, a lot more pleasing. You didn't use, uh, did you use a dome? No, why? Uh, what? I, I couldn't you're imagine. You're going to get Gek pregnant. The uh, <laughs> the uh, the infections that you could have gotten. No, you can't get an infection from that, man. Uh, I would assume that you possibly could. I once used toothpaste, and that was one of the biggest mistakes three seconds in. Uh, <laughs> because uh, of the mint? Yeah, I, well, Burn. What, what I used was, oh, and I never did it again, I used uh, like dishwashing soap <laughs> and the detergent in it. What like, the hell's wrong with you? Skinned me. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's why when I'm so excited and I tell you talking about that, I got a girlfriend now. I let's do the, a, uh, like I leprosy. Let's do the uh, Chunks Fat Man Diary. Now, as a public service, the hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with Chunks and the Fat Man Diary. The Fat Man Diary is uh, where Chunks takes a book, a uh, page out of his uh, journal that he kept all the way up until he came out here. And now he reads them for us on the air. Yeah. All right, so here we go. The Chunks Fat Man Diary. When was this, what, uh, what year is this one dated? September 23, 1992, and uh, a little bit relevant to the Do Action Sports Tour. I used to be big into uh, skating. <laughs> what? All right. You were a skater boy, huh? Yeah. Did you wear Jinkos? See you later, boy. I did, actually. It's called a poser because I got them after <laughs> everyone else did. 
You got I the for- big bag. I, I, got- I forgot about the poser label that used to get oh. thrown around well, all the time. Here's the problem. They had the Jenkos, and you got the main ones that everyone has, and you have the leftover ones that nobody wants that are yeah. real different colors. You can find it, Ross. The clearance Jenkos? Yes. Oh. All right, here we go. The Chunks Fat Man Diary. September 23, 1992. It's 23rd. 23rd. <laughs> Jeez, I hate you. Sometimes, I don't know why, I must always be punished. I was really into the game Skate or Die on Nintendo. All my friends friends had brand new skateboards. I, unfortunately, did not. I have a feeling this is going to be like a gay porno version of Rad. (laughs) (laughs) However, after some begging and pleading with my parents, I finally convinced them to get me one. However, it had a picture of a violin on it and large pink wheels. (laughs) Yeah, that got the cheap one. Wait, you got the pink monster back then? (laughs) Was it made by Mattel? Yes, it was. It got made fun of, but it didn't really matter. Because for me, it was skate or die. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Get the hell out of here. I practiced on my new skateboard day and night, all the time, wearing my Ninja Turtle headband to help me focus. Are you kidding? No. How old were you? Twelve? Yes. All right, maybe it's forgiven. No. There's nothing wrong with that. I became quite good, so much so, in fact... That I was ready for the next level. I was practicing one day inside of my house and Stan stopped by. Nice violet skateboard, or faggot. Josh. <laughs> That's pretty sad. I didn't really know what a faggot was, so I played along to be cool. Yeah, I said. That's what right. I learned later in a stall. Yeah, I said. That's right. I'm a faggot. <laughs> Isolate that. He hung his head down. Sam laughed and told me, he told me I had no clue. If you're so good, he said, why don't you come by my house? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. He had a... Uh, At what? No, he has a huge... He had an empty pool. Bring your knee pads. <laughs> you have a huge empty pool in the backyard, and you can show me what you have. <laughs> what? Oh. Is he going to show you his? It's skateboarding, man. You skateboard in a pool like skate or die, like they did the joust. Never. I'll be there, dude. I said in skate talk. I was a little nervous. You'll be at the business end of a reacher. As I had never skated. As I had never skated in a pool before. Sam was there with an entourage of his friends, ready to cheer me on. Or so I thought. I stepped up to the edge of the pool, readied my board, and leaned in for the kill. That's what he calls his milk dud. Right. However, due to the excess weight on my frame, I immediately plunged straight down, I'm sure bouncing you did, buddy. off the side. <laughs> Skateboard landing close to me, knees skin. Help, I said. I'm injured a lot. <laughs> I couldn't move. However, I thought when I would get relief, I was greeted with the crinkling noise of the pool cover. Oh, I thought a zipper going down. Being, being closed on top of me. I sat there for a few moments screaming as I was bleeding profusely, asking for help. First time happens, you know? Yeah. However, I was greeted with nothing. About an hour later, I really had to go badly. I figured since there was nowhere else to go, the drain would work perfectly. So I lowered my pants. What? Dude, I had to go to the bathroom. And they just left you there? Yes, they just left me there. I was in the middle when all of a sudden I heard the crinkling noise again. The pool cover opens. Oh, no, it's Uncle. 
with Sam's dad standing there. <laughs> Pantless. Yes. What? What the blank Come. are you doing in my pool? Come talk you to the anteater. I told him my story, which he didn't believe, and he called my parents. They took my skateboard away, but luckily, Sam's dad didn't go through on the trespassing charges. <laughs> so there it is, Chunks' first time skateboarding. Don't give it applause. It was I, awful. I thought that was awful. First time with a guy. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't first gay experience. I don't understand what. It was the second. second? <laughs> We're getting unison, perfect stereo. No, there was nothing <laughs> gay the in second? the act at all. Nobody yeah, cares that I was there with my pants down going in a pool. Nobody cares about that at all, or that they going at it in a pool. Look at this senior hamburglar, man. He's even worse than the what? Hamburglar. <laughs> Why are you guys staring at me? It's it's embarrassing. I'm sitting there bleeding and, and taking care, and the guy's dad catches So let me get this right. So they invite you over. You break your skateboard. You fall in. You skin your knees. Yes. You can't roll your fat ass out of the swimming pool, so they put the the swimming pool cover over. Yeah, they're lying in the dark. It was like the winter cover, and I don't know if they had it planned, but like a winter cover, you can't get off from the inside. You have to actually have a device to put it on. And they locked it on. <laughs> And I was sitting there saying, dude, help. Seriously, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm bleeding. You this can get it funny. off with the, the right pressure. Yeah. So you locked onto them and... No, there's nothing gay that happened. Pain. Sorry, I drank a lot of water. You know what I mean? I had to go. The guy's dad caught me in the pool with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by myself. All right. Oh. All right, there it is. The Chunks Fat Man Diary. A disappointment as usual. We'll take a break and come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Broadcasting live at the uh, Duax Sports Tour PlayStation Pro TV Waterhouse Center, just kicking it off. Uh, tomorrow, Ludacris performs. You got uh, some of the finals for the BMX. Uh, also, too, uh, Drunky the Bear performing all weekend long, doing his uh, his stunts. You want to check it out? It is actually it's a lot of fun. The whole setup that they have out here, very much a carnival-like atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is a, it's definitely a blast. Don't forget, tomorrow is the hideout happy hour at 5 o'clock. First 13 people on Friday the 13th end up winning uh, a free drink. And then you enjoy the two-for-one specials from there. Matador Pine Street between Magnolia and Orange. RealRadio.fm for the details on that. Now we turn our uh, attention to the next live broadcast as uh, we broadcast live from Halloween Horror Nights. A week from tomorrow yes. for J-Dub's birthday. October 20th. Uh, come on out if you are planning on going to Halloween Horror Nights. Show up that day and uh, hang out with us as well. It's very cool because they're doing it on the studio side this year. And mm. when we were out there last time, everything was on Islands of Adventure. So we were sitting there by ourselves in the uh, T2 studios. Yeah, in a shutdown area. Yeah, which was kind of fun. It but was nice. It'll be, it'll be really, uh, really cool to have people walking around. Um... It'll be really cool to have people walking around while we're doing the show. Mm -hmm. uh, Dubs, what do you want for your birthday? You know, I, I really haven't even thought of what I would want or even if I need anything. I just want to go out and party. Do you? Yeah, just Friday night, go out party. 
My That'll chi- be my birthday present. My chick works out there, so uh, I think we're just going to all ride out together. She can't drink because she's working. And you and I will just we'll go to the uh, happy hour first. Mm-hmm. Then we'll head down to the broadcast. And uh, be a full day. Yeah, well, Pedro, our comedian buddy, Pedro Lima, is going to be out, I believe, at the, is it the Bonkers out at City Walk? Yeah, is he going to be out there next Friday, too? Yeah, next Friday at 9. Because he's going to be out there uh, Saturday when we're out there, too. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Oh, no, it's this Saturday. You're right. Yep. My, my apologies. That's this Saturday as we're going on the VIP tour. So that, all of that's uh, definitely going to be a lot of fun. You know what's kind of interesting is you're hanging out and you're seeing, you know, a lot of people who are, uh, you know, I talked about my little brother turning 13 today. You're seeing a lot of people out here at the uh, Do Action Sports Tour who are younger, mm-hmm. you know, in that anywhere ranging from 12 to to 40, essentially. For the most part, yeah. Well, you know, exposed a lot more to teenagers. And, you, uh, and then I see that cursive is rapidly becoming passe, where you don't only use t- it. Only time I use it is to sign my name. I mean, and my, my name isn't even cursive. It's just a J with a bunch of squiggly marks. Yeah, mine isn't cursive either. It um, It's very sloppy block writing, essentially. Mm-hmm. But you think about it, too. Like, I always hated cursive. In fact... I always got all A's in school. The, one of the very first C's, non-A's, that I ever got was in the fifth grade yeah. in handwriting. No, in handwriting because I have such poor penmanship, so I had to go to the block letters. They always rammed it down your throat, too. Yeah. That was like one of the big things. I mean, for like a year, you just... Dude, fat man's oh, over. On. <laughs> I can't. I'm just going to... But, yeah, they did push it and say, you know... You have to write in cursive. Everybody expects you to write in cursive. That's it's how you're going faster. to have to. That's how you're going to, have to deal with it in the real world. This and is now how they, grown-ups write. And they didn't really uh, anticipate the computers and typing. And that's more of how you uh, communicate now than writing. You even stop and think about too all the time wasted in school on stuff that you you have absolutely no use for. Uh, long division, for example. How oh, many, gosh. How many I know, they, they, weeks, they, if not months, did you spend on long division and variations I, thereof? Memorizing the times table. Yeah, I remember. Uh, times tables, actually, you can use in everyday life if you need to, you know, kind of uh, figure out money or something. But long division, you aren't going to do anything with that. And I remember when they were teaching us that, I said, what am I ever going to use this for? <laughs> Seriously. Teachers hated that question, too. Mm-hmm. They felt Just, insulted if we th- if we said to them, hey, when are we going to need to use this? Well, there's something to be said for learning for the sake of learning but at the same I understand time that, but at the same time too they spent a long long time on some stuff that they knew really most people wouldn't use well it pisses me off because i get ass whoopings if i didn't know stuff uh-huh. well i'm getting an ass whooping if i didn't figure out long division or cursive i did i got grounded because they got a c in handwriting lord knows now you know you don't need it anymore it's mm-hmm. not worth anything you know the only time i've seen cursive used today is we get a lot of letters from convicts Every one of the convicts that writes in, writes in cursive. And I don't know if it's a going to jail thing, Dude, but every one of those letters is If I cursive. was a convict, I'd be cutting letters out of the uh, newspaper and magazines. <laughs> you got so much time, you may as well construct your letters like that. Now, the Dewey Decimal System was oh. one of those things that pissed me off. I never figured it out completely, and I never really wanted to. I knew I wouldn't need it. You only well, need to know that if you're a librarian. Well, here's what's funny, though. I watched that show, uh, Treasure Hunters, and... The peop- one of the things was they had to go to the Library of Congress and use the Dewey Decimal System. Not a single one of them knew how to use it. And they were stuck there for like eight, ten hours having no idea what to use. Surprised there wasn't that one smartass that remembers the Dewey Decimal System. Climbing a rope is another thing when you're in school. You don't need to know that in real life unless I you're I kind of wish I did, though. 
I never had to do it. I, I wish was, I did. I was the fat kid who got out of it by going and doing sit-ups. Yeah, I got hula hoops. <laughs> yeah. That physical, that physical fitness test, too, with the ribbons and any fat kid, man. That's the days you call in sick. You know, I can understand the call geography part, too, of, uh, you know, when they made you learn, like, uh, you know, state and capital and all that kind of stuff. But I hated when they made you do Canada, too. <laughs> Who needs to know anything about Canada? Right, is this we, part of America? We never had to do Canada because uh, we're in Texas. Texas. Yeah, and essentially Michigan was Canada. Okay. <laughs> so the one, would you have to also learn who their prime minister was? Mm-hmm. And uh, Alan Thicke was from there, and you're just going mm-hmm. through all that, all the great Canadian heroes. Well, I do agree with studying Alan Thicke history. That's what you're good at. Yes. That's anything that has to do with uh, growing You're pains. grounded. <laughs> The only reason I still know the stage is because there was a song attached to it. You just knew the song. What? Oh, you guys had a song for it? We didn't. Yeah, 50 Nifty United States. <laughs> Can you sing it still? Yes. All right, let me hear it. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, <laughs> Iowa, Kansas, It's not Georgia, a song. Hawaii, that's Idaho, not a song. Illinois. That's a song. It doesn't see. That's not any sort of a song. He just can't sing it. Yeah. Ironically, uh, don't sing, bitch. sing bitch can't. <laughs> um, it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 uh, broadcasting live out at the uh, Do Action Sports Tours. You know, with uh, with Microsoft Word and all this kind of stuff, I, I don't need to know what it fragments sentences anymore because it just tells me right there. Yeah, thank God for the red lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I saw in the World Series of Poker the guy who invented the little red squiggly line was out there playing in, like, the 2006 version. That's his claim to fame? Yeah. Well, why not, man? He <laughs> hey. made a ton of money off Hell of it. Yeah. He's a millionaire. He's speaking at a school, local story, uh, out in Daytona, female teacher accused of having sex with a student. 22-year-old female I'm student dead. accused of having inappropriate sexual relationship with one of her 14-year-old students. <laughs> she was fired from her job at um, Matanassas, I guess it is, high school. In uh, Flagler County? Flagler. Flagler. Flagler County. And uh, I guess the relationship was happening in Daytona Beach where they she They call the Flaggots. <laughs> There's no reason to hate. There's no reason to No, do. I'm just saying. Uh, is it time to not just legalize this? Because you Every day of every week we see another one of these come out. Was it a hot teacher? They didn't show a picture of her. Or maybe they did. No, wait. You know what? They did. She kind of looked like a guy. Then she's going oh, to is jail. that? Because because it's a it's a black woman. Oh no! It was the, I saw Chunks and I were watching Lost last night, oh, and yeah. we were flipping through. We were going. We were oh, fast forwarding, yeah. and it stops like ten seconds before the the show starts. And he's like, "This local teacher accused of touching kids." More at ten. And more, yeah. <laughs> That's it. And oh, it was like for three seconds. He was standing in front of his trunk. <laughs> no, I, his I saw that one. That one's the uh, the high school coach that we talked about yeah. like a couple of days ago. It was the funniest news clip I'd ever the, seen in my the life. The basketball coach that kept the tapes allegedly of the encounter. And he, it, it's been so long. He saw the tapes, but it's been so long since he actually had the sex. He can't be charged with the sex. So he's only being charged with child pornography. Because I guess the girl was 16 at the time, and now she's 23. But Statue they en- limitations. Yeah, they mm. ended up finding the tapes. All right, but here's the thing, though. It's happening so much. Are we? Are there more degenerates now? Or is it now time to kind of step back and say, hey, wait a second. We need to rethink our laws. This has been going on. I, I maintain this, and I'm not a kid toucher, <laughs> but I maintain this. If you ever have to yell that out. You probably are. But I maintain this, dude. From the beginning of time, people have gotten together 
at the age of like puberty. When you hit puberty and when you can begin to procreate, that was nature's signal of hey, it's time to uh, to start procreating. Yet in this in this the United States, we've created this idea of adolescence, and you know you're essentially a grown child from the ages of 12 to 25 now almost. And back when marriages were arranged. They were arranged much younger. Yeah, it was some 30-year-old dude getting hooked up with a 13-year-old. Yeah. Essentially what people are getting in trouble now. That's why I can't believe on the Catch a Predator Dateline, none of these foreign guys who they had on from Silicon Valley last year, none of the or last week, none mm. of these guys are saying, well, hey, in my country, you can do this. <laughs> you know, what? I, I just got confused. <laughs> I was just for two seconds. I thought I was in Bangladesh and uh, not in uh, Silicon Valley. But, I'm not one of those people. That is not me. Yeah, that was the that was the excuse that they constantly gave. But is it am I am I completely out of my mind here when I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, look, it's happening it, constantly. Yeah, it just seems. It's not just teachers. It's all over television. You got you know primetime specials all over it. It's it's these made up rules here in this country to protect this made up you know thought of adolescence. But then you could also argue though people have been killing other people since the beginning of time and is that right or wrong? There's I think there's a difference between taking a life and something biological that is triggered at an early age for a reason. Don't be worried. Now what about if you had a daughter and that happened would you be upset? Well, the, well here's the thing though. I would have a daughter in the way I was brought up in the United States of America is that we have this idea of adolescence. It, otherwise, though, who's to say if I'm, you know, in the 1600s and I got a daughter and I'm like, hey, I need a cow. <laughs> it's time to marry her off for a cow and an acre. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I hope I don't have a fat daughter. That poor girl should be living in my house forever. <laughs> I'll never be able to sell her off. But, but do you understand what I'm saying? It just seems like it's, I don't know. But also people lived a lot less. You just want to be free to do what you want to do. I can understand that. Yeah. I understand where you're coming Don't from. Don't put me on this. If we're, if you're putting that on me, then yesterday you coming out and your mom was real. Pepe says legalized you kids. Try to, you try to run that on me. Um, so you're bipolar and you like to touch kids. I just, no, I don't. I just, Which side? I... <laughs> Legalize. Legalize. I always like to think, though, like I always want to take a step back and have a little perspective on what's going on and, you know, just not the last 200 years here in America, but the history of humanity. How about taking a look back at the history of humanity and yet here you got all this. And you want to bring back slavery, too? Listen. (laughs) There's there's good ideas in everything. (laughs) I'd like to see if Matt's looking. It (laughs) failed at my house, so no, I don't. We'll take a break and come back. It's the Hideout Roll Radio 104.1. Back in the Hideout Roll Radio 104.1, broadcasting live from the Do Action Sports Tour. They've already shut down for the night, so we're just kind of hanging out amongst ourselves. I like broadcasting outside. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Just getting, especially right now. It's such beautiful weather here. I remember back at our old station, uh, every once in a while, when it was a nice day, we'd just uh, take all the stuff outside and uh, set up out there I for a broadcast. We, I wish we could do that more, Terrific Tom. <laughs> maybe on a random night, say, hey, we're all going to hang out downstairs, do a little barbecue, drink some beers, and do the show. Hey. I'll pay you. Oh, I'll pay you. i got to... Ten spot. Um, <laughs> we'll pay you in burgers. Hey, a couple of quick updates, and then we wanted to talk about Lost because we were all talking about it during the commercial break. Although tomorrow will be the debut of the Hideout DVR Rewind, but we'll give a little sneak peek tonight because we're all kind of into Lost now. I've sneak got peek. I've gotten into it here in its third season. Remember the T-ball coach um, that ordered one of his uh, <laughs> his uh, his kids ages seven to nine. To take out the autistic kid? Take out the autistic kid, uh, mm-hmm. hit him uh, during warm-ups so that he couldn't play in the big game. 
T-ball coach, one to six years in jail. Wow. Uh, That's not right. He it's a was steep. He was convicted. Uh, he got one to six years in jail. The judge said it was outrageous, extremely irrehensible, and uh, and um, yeah. So it, it was an awful, awful act. So because of that. They've given him one. What was he charged with? Uh, having a winning spirit? Yeah. He's trying to motivate his team. Jeez. Uh, corruption of minors, conspiracy to commit simple assault. Now, the mom, Jennifer Bowers, of the injured player, says the uh, sentencing ends the chapter of the story. Hopefully, we can close the book on this. But she added her son still doesn't understand what happened. <laughs> I blame the of mom. Of course. Um, yeah. She, she had a retarded a egg. She can, uh, you oh, know, right. what? You already got one autistic lady yelling at you once before. Over the story. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a story, yep. wasn't it? Dog eats dead master and his wife. <laughs> uh, I, I guess something happened. They were 82 years old. One of them died. The other one couldn't call for help. They ended up Both rot- dying? rotting Yeah, in the house. The dog didn't have any food, so he started just chewing on their uh, their arms, on their arms, their flappy triceps, just like uh, Matt Albert has now. <laughs> and um, they said when they entered on September 7th, there was an overwhelming smell of rotting flesh. Um, they ended up finding the one of the guys, the male, in the bathtub, fully clothed. However, he had been decapitated, and his skull was on the patio. His arm was without flesh. So I guess the dog ate the head off and then dragged it outside where he continued to uh, finish off. Was he getting ready to go bury it? Uh, possibly. It very well could have been. Now, do you blame the dog? Would you get pissed off if your dog you know, ate you? Uh, no, I, I would I would, I would, hope. Here's the thing. If that's what it took for it to survive, Tommy. Yeah, exactly. You I mean, you're a dog owner. If I could see Roxy probably gnawing on you if she had to. I don't think she would. Just because you think she loves you so much? She has too much respect and better taste. Uh, I don't know. Your uh, your abs look pretty tasty. <laughs> what is, what is it's the best... scary that you was looking right at me when he said that. <laughs> What's the best tasting part of the human body, you think? Brain. Uh, it seems a little fatty. That's why the, I mean, that, the dog decapitated the human. He probably wanted the brain. It's the best part. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking arms, like no. where he ate, like where all the muscle is. Calves, I think, I, maybe thighs. I think thighs. the ribs would be good. Um, as long Not as yours. Now, let me ask you this. No, mine are nice and fatty. Because we because we're pet owners here. Yeah. I got a lot of, a little cat, Tycho Tyrone. Well, cats and dogs, I think they usually pull the head off of whatever they're gonna eat anyway. Because mm-hmm. I've seen cats and dogs kill squirrels and rabbits, and they always pull the, the head, head always off. goes first. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me... Doomsday scenario. End of the world. All right? You're stuck on a deserted island. You got your pet with you. And it's come down to there's no food. You're going to die. Do you eat your pet? No. Could you you eat Roxy? No. You would die before you would kill your pet and... and I wouldn't be able to live with myself. That and I don't know what to... And uh, what, are you gonna, what are you going to what are you going to eat after that? You know, yeah. you're gonna, but, you're well, gonna... Let's, but let's say it buys you like in Jericho right now. You know, the, the generators and they need the extra little three days with the hopes of maybe somebody saving you. You wouldn't just for the hopes of those three days and somebody saving you, eating that dog and living from there. No, I. No, I I wouldn't be able to eat a dog or a cat. And your cat, uh, <laughs> turd stew doesn't sound good <laughs> to me. <laughs> My cat is fine. I think I actually figured out what his problem is. 
because we were playing with him today, and my chick was like, you stink. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I guess his thing is he likes to play. In his litter box? In his litter box. Ugh. And that's where he gets you all have, nasty. You have a, a scat fetish cat. Yeah. Listen, I wish I could argue. Is your with cat you. Asian? No, it's not. Um, I'd have to say I'm selfish enough. I'd break a little Tyrone's neck and then eat him and try to survive for the next three days off of that. So, I would. I'm sorry. I uh, I would want to live. You know, God loved the pet, and if the pet is there for my satisfaction and my needs, and my need is to eat at that point, I'd do it. Sounds a little bipolar. I you think. know, if if the dog was dead, you know, I would eat it if it was already dead. Right. Just like I wouldn't mind if uh, no, my dog ate do me. You have to go right up behind it, and you got to snap its little neck, and then go from there. Couldn't do it. And then skin it. Here's the thing. I could picture Matt Albert eating you, like in your chick, if you guys had died. And I mean... There's plenty of food at the store. Not even Doomsday. He could drive to the just store. Just so he doesn't have to leave doing a little cookout out yeah, back. But it's so convenient that right. I could just picture him just gnawing at the arm, right, just having a good time. Speaking of the deserted island thing, lost last night. What'd you think? Excellent. Without a doubt. Give it yeah. a grade, because this is what we're going to do with the Hideout DVR uh, Rewind. I Friday. give last night's episode an A. Yeah, absolutely. I B+. Plus. It, I gave it a B+. Plus. That's uh, I'm just not getting into the thirsties. All right, so what's going on then? Did you like the backstory of the Asian people? I hate them. I did like the backstory of the Asian people. I mean, uh, I, I, that's what I figured, that she was uh, cheating on Jin with that guy. I mean, I, I know, uh, I think it was Chunks thought it was Michael's kid, but I knew there was no chance of that. But, uh, yeah, that I, I knew that she was pregnant because of uh, the bald Asian guy. All right. Actually, I've read that you won't actually know who the father is until the series finale. Oh, Who did you read that from? Uh, I think it was SpoilerFix.com. I, that's the other thing, too. Some people, I saw this article today on FARC.com where they were angry. Uh, some guy wrote an article just about angry how people are overanalyzing Lost at this point. Do you feel you've gotten to that? Oh, I overanalyze it. I read the books. I read the web boards. Here's Terrific Tom, our engineer, wanted to I'm just going to take a guess. I'm going to say it was Walt. Because remember how he always made like those guest appearances? and I saw Walt in the woods. It could have been like, I saw Walt in the sheets last night. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, all right. Um, what did you think of that uh, that bald Asian guy? He looked like a raptor. I didn't like him. He kind of feminine to me. Do you yeah, think he is a uh, descendant of the pterodactyl? Oh, right. <laughs> with his th- long talons. Do you think he killed himself? Hollow bones. Did he kill himself or did somebody else throw oh, him over? No. He killed himself. No, somebody no. pushed him. I think somebody pushed him as well. I think the uh, father sent someone behind to make sure that... Uh, Jin, is that his name? Yes. Could finish the job, and then he didn't. That's when he ended up killing him. Uh, somebody else ended up killing him. Okay, now from here in Lost, it's the Hideout World Radio 104.1. If it sounds a little different, we're not in studio. We're out at the Do Action Sports Tour broadcasting live. Don't forget about tomorrow, Ludacris, uh, Drunky the Bear performing all weekend long. Um, I, I maintain this. You like Sawyer this season, right? Yeah, Sawyer actually is my favorite character so far this season. He's actually very funny and likable. Let me. Here's what I think's going on. All right, not to overanalyze, and then I want to move on to another comment really quick. Mm-hmm. To me, this is the village. Who saw the M Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, I've, I've seen that. The village. I hated the movie. Um, where it is a, a little camp that's set up, and they're living like it's the you know 1500s or whatever it is. Well, they they, they seem to be living modern. But yeah. they were. But they want to remain isolated from yeah. the outside world. And to me, I guess that's all this is, and that's why they want they don't they don't want people escaping or other people knowing. T- terrific, Tom. What do you think? All right. Here's my one thing that I didn't get last night is when 
the guy introduced himself to Jack and he said, here's my real name. I've been living on this island my whole life. But didn't the Dharma Project start in, in the like, 80s? Early right, 80s. Like so he's, 70s, he's early 80s. Yeah, he's like, like uh, he's probably, what, 40, 45? Yeah. And uh, so he had to be there during the whole Dharma stuff. I think he fought off the Dharma people. I think the Dharma people, he says, are he always says, we're the good people. We're the good ones. Um, I think he did something where they had the, there was some conflict between them and the Dharma right, people. Right, but where did that village come from then? That's what's making me scratch my head, because I thought that was like another... Sub, wait for season sub- four, my friend. I can't wait. I want to know now. All right, let me finally say this. Evangeline J- Lilly. Yes. Not hot. Oh, you're crazy. Same, same. She oh, has... She's bending over. Oh, I was pissed off because Tommy was in the room watching with me. And if he wasn't there... You had to pause the yeah, DVR? Yeah, because we just got the DVR, and you can pause it so much more easily without the lines. He doesn't know how to use it. He has to wait till I get back from walking my dog. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's true. You haven't figured out that uh, crazy technology on Frozen Caveman producer? No. It's Bright House. You hit list in the middle, and then you hit plus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. In fact... I was so tired yesterday. It was about 2.45 in the morning when he came home, and I'm on the couch, like, hitting myself, like, stay up, stay up. And he finally comes home, like, hey, dude, uh, I just, uh, I was waiting for you to watch Lost. And you're like, you still can't, and Tommy goes, you still can't figure it out yet. Because I even text message him, I go, this might be a while, you can, uh, you can watch Lost if you want. And he's like, do I need to come over and give you a tutorial? No. The it's buttons fine. are confusing. All right, let me say this. Uh, I, I put a different remote out when I'm not there. <laughs> No wonder. It doesn't even work. Um, Lily, duck face. No. She is so not hot, it's crazy. No, you're, no. you're insane. Uh, what's hot about her? Tell me what's hot about her. Dress. Look. Ass. Shoulders. Hair. Face. Hair. Face. You really like no. her face. Yeah. Stomach. Hips. You like those duck lips. I don't duck like lips. duck lips. But that's what it looks like. Like, she has duck he's, lips. He's a heavy metal guy. <laughs> the freckles. That is the joke for literally you and me. The freckles. The uh, the, mm. the bad hair. The, the kind of retard eyes. She's on an island, man. She doesn't have all the makeup with It doesn't her. matter. I don't think she is... To me, she's her almost Her with hideous. that pickaxe and the, uh, oh, yeah. and, the, and the dress. Sawyer's better looking. What? Dude, he's bang more, Sawyer? He's more aesthetically pleasing... Than Evangeline Lilly is. No. The ugly you one. You want to share a fish biscuit with him, don't you? <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting. Big oh. hit that fish biscuit. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, I, I um, unfortunately we can't take phone calls, but I know there are a lot of people out there that would have no, to agree none with of me. Them. The no. Asian one's the ugly one. She's hideous. What? She's you don't like us? No. He does not like the Asian backstory like at all. He doesn't like the actors. He doesn't like anything Asian on the Lost yeah, like, show. Tommy was like, "Dude, just sit down," because like, oh, I hate it when it's an Asian backstory. I'm to stop watching. And he goes, what is the point of this backstory? I go, what's the point of the backstory of Jack or anybody then? They're interesting. They're American. What was very... Uh, what? what, what so was, do you hate Saeed too? No, I like... He's my favorite. He's my favorite on the show. What's great about the Asians and uh, when like uh, the boat was being taken over and she jumped into the water and everything, she was able to do that because of the uh, gills <laughs> oh, behind, <laughs> behind her ear. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Do action... Uh, <laughs> Sports toys ass. It's true. Uh, broadcasting live. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wrapping it up from the uh, Proto Action Sports Tour. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Uh, don't forget tomorrow is the uh, Hideout Happy Hour at the Matador. Realradio.fm for details on that. 
we were talking during the break more about Lost and how uh, mm. one of the cool parts was the Boston Red Sox scene where uh, the uh, the others were proving that they have contact to the outside world. I love Boston Red Sox. And as it turns out, the guy Jack was like, no, I don't believe you. You could have picked another team, not the Red Sox. And then lo and behold... He, they uh, they show the. Uh, it looked like he wasn't a Red Sox fan either. It looked like that upset him more than uh, being on the island. Oh, right. Yes. Um, but then you, during the break too, we were talking with Terrific Tom, our uh, fantastic engineer out here, and just the whole Corey Lytle, and just how it is being milked by ESPN. Oh well, yeah, you got to expect that though. I mean, if it wasn't being milked by them, it, uh, it would be milked by uh, CNN if it was a regular story. But you got to expect CNN, uh, ESPN to be all over it. It just seemed like it was a little excessive. Terrific, Tom. What were you saying about it, man? I just didn't like the fact. I I turned it on because I wanted to see if there was any more in depth. You know what happened to the plane, so I turned it on, and it was like, let's go down to Jeremy Schaap, who's on the streets. Right. What's he gonna say? You know, oh, it's dark now. It's wet. Back to you. Yeah. Uh, it was like kind of like on uh, Family Guy when they go to the. Uh, What's his face? It's hot. All right, thank you. Yeah. It didn't really. It it there was no more information to tell. They didn't have to do a whole. There was a special last night, which I don't know if you guys saw it all because I know you're on the air. But I was like, why is this on? Yes, he passed away, but I think it's because it's New York and everything that happens in New York. No offense, is just exaggerated or or multiplied times ten. Well, because it is the greatest city in the world. I think especially because uh, he died in a plane crash. This is like their 9/11. Yeah, well, I mean, they, it, there is a lot of uh, people throwing out five years and one month to the day after 9/11. Oh, yeah, yeah, you you, yep. did, you you did see a lot of that. You know, if you, if you fold a twenty dollar bill a certain way, you could see Corey Lytle's plane crashing into it, the it, building. It really does kind of seem really? odd, though. No, uh, the, <laughs> the way that it, it was, uh, that it, the way that it was milked, and you know. Enough is enough at some point. You know what I mean? Like the guy, he was he was an average major league pitcher. He died in a horrific way, I guess. Come on. But better than average. He was a Yankee. He was a Yankee for about two months. It was literally two months, and he was with the Phillies before that. He was a journeyman. You know, he played all over the league essentially. But uh, they did really get their uh, the money's worth. It seemed a little uh, a little dirty. But it, it, it was a very interesting story. I mean, you see that happen, and everybody's like, wow, how did that happen? And then it be, ends up being a major league pitcher. I mean, it's only been, what, uh, a day removed? I don't think it's been over the line at all. What do you if think? it's still going on a week from now, I'll agree with you. What do you think about these guys who uh, buy planes for $187,000 and just fly them around? Does that seem... Uh, I would never do it. A little pretentious. The, what do you mean? Expand. Uh, I mean... You don't really need one, you know. I mean, and if you look at like the people who who die, you need so much experience. And I know you're excited because you got a little bit of training, but I, I mean, if you go out and buy that plane immediately, you're gonna want to go in it, even though you know you should get a little bit more practice. Maybe, you know, I'd wait a little longer. You know, I don't. How long had he had that plane? Um, He'd only had his license it. for uh, about a year in the, uh, mm-hmm. the last off season. Well, it's fine as long as you're not a minor celebrity. But his trainer was the other person that died with him. He was in a plane that had uh, multiple controls. So right. he was in one seat. His trainer was in the other seat with the same control. So if he freaked out, you know, his trainer could have just grabbed the thing. But nobody knows, right, nobody knows why they were in downtown New York that low. 
that's the thing well, that... Well, every, everything that I've seen, though, is you can fly along the uh, the East River that way. Yeah. Like, that's okay. And they, it literally appeared like they veered off about a half a block. You know, and it was... Uh, that half a block was enough for them to go into the middle of that uh, that building. But that's one thing to be said, too. Like, I don't understand where if you got so much going for you, why you want to increase the likelihood of something bad happening, i.e. bungee jumping, skydiving... Um, you know, flying a flying a plane solo, it just doesn't make any sense to I me. I would reserve that for uh, retirement. That's you know? exactly. I mean, and and it, it's not like I'm trying to tell these people what they should do, but you tell just them, like Dubs. just like uh, Ben Roethlisberger, more people than just yourself are going to uh, suffer from uh, injury or some kind of accident happening. So be smart about it. If you have to drive something, be safe. Uh, don't go over the top and ride a motorcycle without a helmet about things. It's almost like, hey, uh, we here in radio, we need to make a little extra money, so what we're going to do is we're going to go hold apples with our mouths mm-hmm. and have people do target practice at it for an, How extra, much do we 20, make? an extra 20 bucks per shot. Mm. You think about idea. it, right? That's actually, you know, you got to think it's half a second's work of worth for $20. I, and I get uh, nervous riding with you in the car, Hefe, because I, I feel like, you know, it's a president vice president kind of thing. We should never be riding in the same car. You know, so if one of us goes out, the show Good. will Mac, go on. Matt can take you home then. Um, it's That's a, fun. It's a hideout on Radio 104.1. No, you're right, though. It is that kind of that, that weird scenario of, you know, you can't have all these people in one plane, uh, you know, uh, and uh, just going from there. All right, Dubs, well, I think that's going to do it from the uh, Do Action Sports Tour tonight. I want to thank a lot of people. First yeah. of all, all the heretics and hair chicks who came out. It was a lot of fun seeing them. Also, too, uh, I know our buddy Demand is going to have some photos up on hideoutheretics.net. And um, we want to remind you to go to fullblownaids.com to get the unedited prank call that Dubs made on his mom last night. Uh, coming out tour for National Coming Out Day. RealRadio.fm, of course, for all the details on the upcoming events including the live broadcast for Halloween Horror Nights a week from tomorrow, and then uh, two weeks from tomorrow, Monster Ween at Sun on the Beach in Old Town Kissimmee. Make sure you get your tickets for all of those things. I want to thank uh, Promotions for helping us out. They did a fantastic job tonight, per usual. In fact, they had new hideout T-shirts. No idea that we were going to have those, so thank you uh, to uh, Promotions for that. Terrific Tom made it happen. Mad Matt uh, back at the uh, compound for running uh, the talk and roll controls. Wild Bill from Sales stepped up. He and, did a uh, great job on Beat Wild Bill, the uh, guitar challenge. Uh, and I want to thank Gibson for the uh, for the customized Do Action Sports Tour Epiphone Gibson guitar that they had for us to give away. I also want to thank the uh, the contestants, the uh, the stars essentially of the Do Action Sports Tour for coming out. You had Kenny. Uh, Cowboy Kenny Bartram and also uh, Luke Parslow. Luke going to be performing in the finals tomorrow of the BMX. He's, uh, he's a contender. He might he might win this. Thing. He's, he's a leader right now. He's gotten second uh, the last few times, but he uh, he looks like uh, he really could end up winning first this go round. And two, of course, you got Ludacris performing tomorrow out here as well. So those are all the thank yous, and uh, we do appreciate everybody's hard work for that, and of course our producers and his staff and crew. Tomorrow, we will be at the Matador from 5 to 8 o'clock for the Hideout Happy Hour. Again, it is Friday the 13th at the Matador. So, the first 13 people make your own luck with a free drink. First 13 people get a free drink if you walk through the Matador. After that, you got the two-for-one specials the uh, on uh, domestics and wells. Uh, in addition to that, of course, we got the open-door policy happening tomorrow. And tomorrow is going to be the... 
last open door for the month for the month yeah. because of the live broadcast that we have going on. So stay tuned for uh, mixtapes. We're going to have an hour of uh, hideout mixtapes. What do we have coming up, Tommy, in the mixtapes? Uh, I know the first segment is my PSAs versus Chunks' PSAs. <laughs> nice. I forgot about that. Very uh, good. Interview with Slash <laughs> and oh. a couple other things coming up. I re- the interview with Slash was very good. It was quality, uh, except for the two times we had to dump out of them. <laughs> I remember at one point... It's Slash, though. You can't really complain. No, I'm not going to be mad at Slash. Are you kidding me? And then at one point, I'm like, uh, do we need to let you go? He's like, nah, man. I'm having a good time. Huh. Let's keep it going. All right, sure. Then you can hear me fawn all over him. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, stay tuned for that. The Hideout Mixtapes. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow after uh, the Phillips file. We out, bitch. 5,000. First, though, there's a little controversy last night. Tommy Bateman uh, started some sort of support group that only he and Dubs get to be a part of. No, other people yeah, are allowed to be part only, of it. Only me and Bateman in the hideout. Whatever. I started it, and uh, I figured Debs could join, because I know he probably suffers from it, too. Play your stupid PSA. Are you too good-looking? Are you discriminated against because of it? You're not alone. I know the feeling. That's why I started the Tommy Bateman Practically a Male Model Because I'm Too Good-Looking support group. For more information, contact me. Tommy Bateman, Bateman at WTKS.com. Together, we can fight back against this prejudice. The proceeding was paid for by the Tommy Bateman and Practically a Male Model support group. Okay, so I wanted to be in that because I figured I, uh, you know, I could be in. (laughs) 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 What are you laughing at? (laughs) It's just a little joke that we have between the two of us. What's the joke? You're ugly. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's hard. I'm not ugly. Wait, that's just a setup for the punchline and Harry. Mm. What are you laughing at? Green tea? The diaper, it tickles. Oh, man. That sucks. I feel real badly. Because Chunks didn't get in either. I can understand Chunks not ah, getting in. Ah, come on! In. I thought we were putty, buddies now. Putties? You guys just <laughs> whacking those against each other? <laughs> we're outcasts, man. we got to stick together. Oh, man, I don't want to be on your team, but fine if I have to be. I've got pretty blue eyes. So? Your eyes are brown. What? All right, so we... Chunks and I have decided to uh, form our own group. See, our persecution never ends. Yeah. Now you guys are just attacking us. Now we we got our own PSA, right, Chunks? Yes, we do. All right, let's hear it. Recently, you may have heard our opponents Tommy Bateman and J-Dub say some pretty mean things about us. Frankly, they're just not true. So let's get the facts straight in the Tommy Bateman Practically a Male Homo Foundation. Fact! The reason that Tommy Bateman is only practically a male model is because he doesn't have what it takes to be a real model. He just says he is to stroke his enormous ego. And J-Dub's sweet, lovable, likable J-Dub's fact... We've all seen his bloody pizza feet, and it's not good. So before you pick a club to be in, shouldn't you get the facts straight? Hey, we're not the ones eating bags of Oreos. Brought to you by the Fat and Hairy Awkward Man Club. Heavy and chunks are studs, and they're not fat, they're just big bone. Remember, the only modes that people wear mullets are in the Tommy Bateman's group. All they do is oil the shot up and spoon. See, just another smear campaign by this right-wing fat community. I feel like an African-American, and you guys are the KKK. Yeah. No, we're I'll the tell one, you what. We're the ones who were persecuted. Yeah, you no. attacked us first. We never even attacked you.
We're you're just... you're those you're the you're the rich white people keeping us out of your country club. I'm what? sorry, we're allowed to have our own clubs. No, it's not. It's a nonprofit organization. You have to let everybody in. No, we don't. Chunks, good job with the PSA. Thank you, man. I felt very discriminated against. And it's chock full of lies. It's not even truthful. It came from my heart. I don't have pizza feet. Yes, you do. Mm. And you have a mullet. I don't have a mullet. The only reason I eat junk food is to keep me from being too ripped. Yeah. Because we have to fit into your odd world where we can't be perfect as much as we want to be. And we can be. Now, oddly enough, Doostrill doesn't fit in in any group. <laughs> you just can't decide. There, there will be a new PSA on Monday. You can guarantee that. You bastards. I'm waiting for it. Would you like a monobrow? Join <laughs> me, Doostrill. I'll give it hey, to you. It's a unibrow, jackass. It's a monobrow, too. You can't call it a monobrow. It's a unibrow. I'll give it to you. All right, whatever the case, at least we can unify against him. I'm the gay one. We can unify against the unibrow. All right, well, look, I hate that the high dad is now being split up into two factions. Three. You're not even really part of the show. Thank, <laughs> thank you. So now it's uh, north versus south. Obviously, Chunks and I are the north, and you guys are the uh, yeah, we're the uh, fascist hating south or no. the fascist south. No, it's the other way around. And we're going to do everything in our power to free uh, those of us. Free who, your waistlines. Those of us who uh, are hairy, good-looking people are being persecuted for just. Dubs isn't even good-looking. Dubs is probably he's borderline hideous. <laughs> that girl just called up, coming on to him a few minutes yeah. ago. No, she liked his slobbery voice. That's what she liked. She was very smart and intelligent, and probably saw what he looked like on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Maybe we should put a little poll up. Ew. Ew. No! Ah, I mean, online. I'm sure, you know, you guys have a couple little polls over there. Mm. <laughs> we'll get pictures of me in chunks. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm confident. And then, <laughs> and then pictures of Bateman and Dubs. And we'll have the ladies decide. There I oh, have. Oh, God, come on. <laughs> well, I've got, got bigger breasts than most of the women will be voting. Shh. We can do a little photoshopping. He's been pumping his breasts up all night tonight. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Ew. Oh, and a lot of milk. That happens. I'm lacking. Oh. oh. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. I don't even feel right in your guys' world. We'll take a break and we'll come back. Why are you looking at me that way? How's that stunt going? Very good, sir. I'm already done with the first can, and we're not even ten minutes into this thing. You're enjoying it, huh? You're enjoying your green tea? Yeah. You, but I'm not enjoying sitting in this diaper. Uh, you're enjoying your cans? Can? Can? Veronica, you're in the hideout on Roll Radio. Hefe, you're really hot. I love your big man. All right. Well, see, I think that just says it all. That's one vote for us, Jones. <laughs> Thank you. You can have that one, Veronica. Yeah. That thing isn't allowed in our club either. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Move that sludge to the side, please. <laughs> it's the Hideout Real Radio 104. Oh, by the way, uh, before we go to break, sorry. Chunks, you leaving now? Uh, yeah, I'm taking off now. All right, Chunks is out the door with the system of a down tickets. He's headed to UCF first. Have we decided what phrase they have to say to you um, in order to uh, get the tickets? Tell them what the phrase that pays is. Chunks is a homo. Okay, <laughs> so get they have to get on the phone with us and yell, Chunks is a homo. Okay? All right. 
Right, we'll take a break. So find him down there and uh, get on the phone, yell Chunks is a homo, you get free tickets to us, just move it down. Or how about Chunks is the hairy vomit? That's a little less, uh... hmm, what do you think? I'm Chunks I thought we were on the I thought we were on the same side now. Yeah, but I'm not vomit, I'm just hairy. All right, we'll think about it. See, you ugly people can't even stay together. Yeah, you guys have infighting. Take a break. You're doing a great job, Dubs. Thank you. Are you going to have your uh, hideout T-shirt on? Yes, I will. Which one? Uh, the new one. Don't be ashamed to entertain? Yep. The gray one? It's gray. The one that accentuates your breasts? Yes. <laughs> the one that's a little tight around the uh, roll section? Yes, I look like a bell. The Thank one you. where you can see your belly button? i just like to say, Tommy, you're doing a great job back there. Thank you, Dubs. You inspire me. Alright, obviously you're, uh... Unlike the cretins that are in the room with you. How am I doing, uh, Hefe? You're actually doing awful. <laughs> Come on! Well, what? I, I want Crystal Burger. I'm very hungry. I can't lie. It's oh. the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Lester also has more drama with his relationship. He, uh, emailed me. Lester Big Hand's top five heretic. He's been playing the, uh, head coach game that I'm really into, uh, from EA. <laughs> and, uh, I guess little Rhonda, his chick has been giving him a lot of crap about playing it so much. Oh, dude, I got this from my check. Uh, this is a game, by the way, she got me, mm-hmm. NBA Live 2006, and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to roll. I cleared up some salary uh, cap space. <laughs> I signed LeBron. Wow. And he's a 99 as far as ratings go, and mm-hmm. I'm on, the, on my way to winning a second consecutive championship. You know, just really, and it's just kind of like, uh video games huh i'm like look you can lie there and want me to come snuggle you but i'm in the middle of a championship see i don't get any of that crap i never get hell for it you're so late into your relationship though yeah that's true we're both big hands and i are both less than a year in you know what i mean so i I don't think i've ever had the video game problem though what does your chick do while you play video games there's a tv in the other room (laughs) She cooks like she's supposed to. Mm -hmm. She cooks, she cleans. What I do to help her clean? Lift my feet when she comes over to vacuum. That's all I have to do. See, my chick is still in that phase where she likes to be around me. (laughs) I hate that phase. So we're always just kind of hanging out together. And and it's like, well, I'm going to play video games. You want to run some movies? See, here's here's what little Rhonda says. It's a video game. You can save it. Guess what? Your relationship isn't going to be saved by you bitching at him all the time. And guess what? If you're lucky, you'll get to be around for a few years. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, take uh, solace in that. Just be happy with that. Sometimes you get on a roll and you're just knocking down shots or you're making, you know, you have, shooting you're people in the, in the right way. Yeah, and you just don't want to break that thing. You're, you're playing for four hours at a time because, you know, if you pause it, or you have to start over again, you're going to lose your spot, and you're not going to be in the same zone. Or for some reason, that damn AI is going to catch up with you, and then they're going to start stopping everything. Exactly. Right now, you got the system beat. Yeah. It's a video game. You can save it. Such a woman thing. Uh, You could save a conversation. Yeah. Hold. Why don't you go write it down and play my part? You know what I'm going to say? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure. Uh-huh. You're so right. Yeah, I agree. BRB. Exactly. <laughs> Here, I'll give you the password to my screen name, and you can just chat back and forth. Here's David, and I don't agree with him. David in the 407. 
Hey, guys. What I did when I met my wife nine years ago and she started complaining about me playing video games, I just taught her how to play the game I was playing, so now she plays them with me. No. Now, I can't I, handle that. I will say this. Uh, me and my chick play the FIFA World Cup together, and that is a lot of fun. You're such a hothead, though, that if you if she even scores one goal on you, you get pissed. She played with France, and I played with the U.S., and the U.S. sucks. And I was getting livid because she, with like, I don't know, 15 minutes left in the game, was up by two. And I managed to come all the way back, tie it, and then win an extra time. I, I keep two things separate from my relationship, video games and porn. I don't want to bring those into the relationship. Ironically, I've introduced video games next to porn. No, you, I, I have stuff that's just me. It's me time. And if I give her everything, if I make her a part of everything, I don't have an escape. All right, Massage Girl Kimmy says, women belong in the kitchen. Who cares about video games? Exactly. I'll say this about my chick, though. She is a good cook. And now we're just exchanging. I'm sending smiley faces, and she's sending frowns. Why? Because I'm being honest. <laughs> that I want to be alone so that I can win another championship, because maybe my heart was broken in real life this year. Exactly. Why don't you just... Sure, we didn't get one until 2012, and I had already long died from ass cancer. I don't think but I... But I'm living it out here with LeBron on the Mavs. I don't think I like anyone, or ever have liked anyone, where I want to be around them 24-7. I want an escape. And I can't understand why uh, other people don't feel the same way. Listen, I really like my chick. I love I, my chick. Me too. But and I don't even mind having her around me. It's, I do. It's the look. It's the puppy dog eye look of why aren't you petting me? That puppy dog that I get. Those puppy dog eyes are going to be replaced with black ones if she doesn't stop staring. Shock jock. I'm not kidding. Shock jock. Actually, Dubs is telling the truth. I was talking to him one time, and he goes. Let me call you back. I have to go punch a girl in the certain area. And he used a really bad word for and it, And she too. was talking to her mom at the same time, so her mom heard me, too, and her mom was just laughing. Right, Kimmy has it right. She goes, video game time for a man's like chicks and dumb shows or crap girl movies. Mm -hmm. Men need them. But still, she's still single. That's our... Oh, oh Damn. Damn. What's wrong? I wasn't meant as a... As a I was going to say a word that sounds bad. And there she is, manless. That was it's mean. not a dig. Uh, yeah, it was, actually. Uh, it wasn't meant as an insult. I was just saying that maybe her advice isn't all that great. No, but I think she's right on. I think she's... Just, well, she's just focused on one heretic in particular. Mm -hmm. Actually, that has changed. Who's Ooh. the new one? A, I'll, hold yeah. on. I'll IM it to you. Okay. Please do. I but know. I think she's right. The problem is that my chick doesn't have those girly shows or crap movies or anything. <laughs> Tell her to find some. Well, she has video games herself, and I'm like, hey, you go should to the go, other room. Go play Fable. Fable, Fable, whatever it Fable. is. Fable? Fable? I don't know. Playing a little mouse game? I said, <laughs> I even told her, I go, here's what you should do. Hmm. You should get back into that World of Warcraft. That frees up time for me. A lot of time. Batching and video game time. No way. Huh? I found out what a heretic. Oh, good. Wow. That's nice. I like that. I could see that. I bet he'd give it to her good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to pick, cut, and paste it to her. Be very quiet, too. Yeah. <laughs> he'd videotape it. <laughs> Uh, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one corner triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. You keep the placenta. You know, guys. <laughs> At least yeah. it'd, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be catered. It'd be catered. 
Yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah. There'd always be nuggets. So... <laughs> now she's going to be pissed. Why? Was that for real? No, it wasn't. Who? Your chick? Yeah. It's for real. No, it's That's not. That's the honest to God truth. This is a bit. Never. I like being, I like sitting there being made to feel guilty. It's radio. Having me time. It's radio. It's all fake. It's okay. Jesus. Why did I even bring it up? This is worse than the bunny situation. <laughs> is it really? You think it's Why gonna... did I just feel like I was in Pulp Fiction or something? <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know why, though. But this is every dude they got to go through this. I went through it. I had the bunny situation. It was the bunny situation or the Xbox situation. The bunny situation with your Xbox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she just got mad. She would bring Bunny up for no reason. Oh, I get that all the time too. And so you think really about, you thinking about Bunny? It's like I'm... I would say yes. Do you have a problem with that? It's like I'm watching Cheaters. Of course I am. My name's on the lease. Yours isn't. Hit the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> ride, Sally, ride, sister. Yeah, that car's is... in my name. Where are you gonna go? Matt's a relationship expert. Yeah, exactly. He did so well for three weeks. Communication is important. <laughs> and you obviously lost that on all of it. She just didn't understand me. All right, so yeah, I'm just kidding. That's my. <laughs> Uh, What's wrong now? What did she say? Fine, I'll go back to Tampa. <laughs> Am I really that underfoot? And now I'm getting called a liar. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's equating this to, all right, I'll leave. If if you have to play your NBA live, I'll leave. All right, there was a little winky smile. Okay. But, uh, but I, I will catch hell. And it'll, here's what it'll happen. And this is just, she's a girl. So, and, you know, or she's human. It'll be very passive. Of course. It'll be like, oh, video. All right, I'm going to admit something. This is going to piss her off. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you boys now. And I, I felt weird because it felt like I was cheating. Okay? Okay. But I was going to do a little prep. And I said, ah, you know, whatever. She decided she's going to run out and get some Subway. After we get done with our bike ride. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, do you mind going out and getting some stuff? Now, it was in the middle of lunchtime, like noon. Mm -hmm. So you know it was going to be a madhouse. So she goes out. As soon as she leaves, I run to get in a few games on the PlayStation. That's smart. All right? That's just plain smart. Now, here's the thing. Why did I feel like I was getting yeah. busted with another woman or running a batch when she gets like I had the time I had the feeling that she was gonna be home soon, so I saved. And then like, like I, a drug addict, drug addict. And then I got going on another game mm -hmm. and I hear her walk in and I immediately throw the controller down and turn off the the game and the TV. And like run downstairs like, Oh yeah, Dubs and I just got done prepping. <laughs> Pulling up your pants, yeah. zipping up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to hop in the shower. You don't want to smell me. <laughs> I stink. Like a controller. I got X button all over me. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, man. It, and it, then I'm thinking to myself, 
Has it really gotten to the point where I feel so guilty that now I almost feel like I'm cheating exactly. by playing the game? You should never be made to feel like you're cheating over playing a damn video game. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Dubs, I know you're in the middle of your big movie premiere and what you got going on, but mm-hmm. please forgive me if I stop you so that we can talk to the greatest guitar player in the history of the, of the world. Joining us in the hideout. The one and only Slash. Slash, I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs. Welcome into the hideout in Central Florida. How are you, man? I'm good, man. What's happening? Jesus Christ, this is like I'm shaking. You're a freaking legend. I think that's just from the alcohol withdrawals right now. I, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you know how to fix that now. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask, how do you cure a hangover? That's my biggest thing. Well, it's, that's how the bad problems start. You cure a hangover with more alcohol. Okay. I, and then it next turns into a lifelong habit. <laughs> All right, well... If Slash says that's the cure, then that's the cure. Yeah, I don't know. People always talk about Mexican food or, you know, like something spicy and this, that, and the other. I don't know where they got that from. I don't know. In fact, I'm throwing up Mexican food last night after I'm out there drinking this insane combination that, that I have. That sounds pleasant. Thanks for sharing. Uh, anytime, <laughs> my friend. Uh, I said this the other day. You were obviously at the Earth Day birthday uh, here in Central Florida last Saturday. And uh-huh. I said it when we came on the air Monday that every person should have the opportunity to see you play live at least once in their life. And I got that opportunity. Upcoming chances, too, as Velvet Revolver are going to be in uh, Tampa, Florida on Tuesday the 24th at the St. Pete Times Forum and also in West Palm Beach on yeah. uh, May 25th at the Sound Advice Amphitheater. But first and foremost, man, um, what's it like to just to, to be back out there again with being with Velvet Revolver, being with the, the old crew, and then joining up with uh, with Scott? Um, it's just it's great being in a in a in a band, you know, because that's that's my big thing is I've always liked being in bands and I'm always jamming with a lot of people. But you know, ever since let's see the last Snake Pit thing I did, which was I guess it's that sort of ended in 2001. Um, I was just putting bands together, trying to put bands together, trying to find the right people to play with, and it's just it's complicated. It's a very really difficult thing to do. And then this thing just sort of came out of nowhere. It was uh, the, you know something I just wasn't expecting. I was in the process of putting a, a band together at the time. And I started playing with Duff and Matt. We did this one show together. And uh, I was like, going, well, why am I playing with these guys so I can get twice as much out of it playing with Duff and, and Matt? And so that's how it started. And then, you know, Dave Kushner and then eventually Scott. And it was just, we just clicked right away. So it's great to be out here and have the record do well and not having to compromise anything, how we sound or how we write or anything like that and just do things our way and have it go over really well. And the shows have been great. And everything's just been a real, it's been a real gap. Uh, c- compare and contrast, if you were talking to Slash here in the hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. Obviously, GNR, just the most amazing uh, band, one of the most amazing bands ever. And then, how tough was it when like you said you're trying to get you're trying to get the new thing going? You're doing the Snake Pit. Was it easier for you because you were Slash, or did you still run into just some insane stumbling blocks? Well, I mean, you know, it's like. It's hard to explain that one. Um, it's, there's always some stumbling blocks along the way, no matter what. But when I, you know, having left GNR and then, uh, you know, starting Snake Pit for me was really liberating because it went back to basically just a simple rock and roll band playing in a lot of clubs and this and that and the other. And it was fun. I really needed it because Guns had turned into basically that thing that's, that kills all all really good rock and roll bands is when it becomes a job, you know, when you're not having a really good time anymore. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun, but it's always a lot of hard work. And it's just, it comes with the territory. So anytime you're going to pick up an instrument and go out and try and do this for a living, always know that it'll be, you know, outside from the time that you're actually creating, it'll be hell. 
<laughs> right. So you know, you, that's just what, the way it is. So you prefer the uh, the clubs to the huge? Uh, I like all of it. I like I like doing the whole thing. It's just the the thing about when you're playing in in stadiums, and I think the Stones are a great example because what you have to do is you have to break it up. You can't just do a year straight of nothing but coliseums and stadiums or whatever, because it is it it starts to become very surreal and you start to fall into. Um, a kind of just, uh, I don't know, what the, the hard, it's hard to explain, but you just call, fall into this weird vacuum which has no sense of reality. I, you know, this you know? this is what I'm thinking. Okay, we're talking a slash here in the hideout. All right, so I'm seeing you perform, and I'm lucky enough, I was over in the VIP section, thanks to our buddies over at Real Rock, and I'm watching you, dude, and, you, and, you, and I remember the videos for, like, Paradise City and just all this. What are you looking at? Like, when you're on stage and you're doing your thing, are you... It looks like you're looking down. We can't ever really see your eyes because of the hair. But do you ever focus on people in, uh, like in particular? Like you pick out a hot chick, or is it just like just the sea of whiteness and movement, and you I don't just, even see people? I just see people in passing. <laughs> okay. Um, I usually, like you said, I have, I have my, my eyes down usually, and then and then every so often I'll look up for a second just to see what's going on. But that's really briefly compared to like the other guys in my band who actually look at the audience for 75 percent of the show. Right. I'd probably say um, I probably look at the audience probably maybe 10, 15 percent of the show. Okay, because I'm, I'm noticing everybody else jumping around, but man, you just look like you were in your own world there, which is insane. Knowing that there are so many thousands of people there rocking out, just like staring at you. Yeah, I, I just as a player, you know, I just get really into that whole guitar thing. Right. And that's that's basically how I've always been. You know, it's like that's actually the one, the one, the one place where I can actually communicate properly. <laughs> you know, it's so. I mean, you say that too, but like Dubs and I, we can't talk to people outside if we're not like on the air. Yeah, exactly. We, right. We look down at the ground. Which nobody would even understand how that works, but it's true. It's like you put me, put me in a in a place where like a mall or something. And I break out in a cold sweat. Oh, yeah, yeah it's definitely that myself. comfort yeah. zone type thing. Absolutely. Put me on stage with a guitar, and I'm okay. Yeah, man, that's your element, no doubt. Yeah. Now, let me say, what about the partying days? And, I mean, I'm sure the stuff with, with GNR was insane. Um, which band, maybe, have you have you seen the craziest stuff? I mean, is uh, the Velvet Revolver, I mean, it's kind of the same crew you're running around with, but I know Scott's trying to maintain his whole... You know right. his whole thing. Um, well, you know, I think we're a little bit wiser, and right. a lot, a lot of the stuff I have to tell you just gets old. It, you know, the, the the quality. I don't know if I should get into this, but sure, yes, like please. when I first started, when, before I even picked up a guitar, I was raised in a family that was basically uh, the product of the '60s. You know, or they were they were the youth of the '60s, and I was a product of that. And it was all about drugs and booze and hanging out and you know the whole sex thing. It was a constant going on. That's the environment I grew up in. So I never really thought twice about it. And then when I started playing guitar, and I'm, you know, uh, well, by the time Guns started, you know, I'd been in like four or five bands already. And that just was sort of, you know, the partying thing was just like, was just sort of the norm. And we just took it to extremes. But there was a quality to to that kind of atmosphere that's changed over the years. And so at this point, you know, it's like having done, been there, done that, seen it all. 
it's like I still like to go and have a drink in a bar or right. whatever. But the whole drug thing sort of phased out. But along with that, the whole quality of drugs anyway <laughs> sort of yeah. went down the toilet. So actually what happened is even if you wanted to keep up a pretty decent, you know, like what you call a solid drug habit, this the quality or the availability of it started to go away. It just got to be too much of a pain in the ass. You know, and that's what's so weird because we went to go see P-Funk not too long ago. Some guy throws a doob up on stage and Claude, George Clinton just picks it up and starts smoking it. I'm like, how crazy do you have to be smoking something, you know, a fan Wait, George Clinton. Really? Yeah, he somebody threw a dube on stage. He just picks it up and lights it up, and he's going to town at the House of Blues. It was insanity. That's funny. Yeah. Um. So I, we're not gonna keep him, man. We I know you got a whole bunch of stuff. We, well, uh, we're, I'm in I'm in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania right now. Oh, so this <laughs> so is you got nothing to do. Yeah, this, I'm right. in the I'm in the production office. <laughs> oh, get out of the wicked. And it's freezing cold up here. Uh, you got what do you got? You guys working on some new stuff? Because of course the Velvet Revolver, VelvetRevolver dot com. You got the CD out. Contraband is. I mean, you guys even beginning to. Well, yeah, we've been writing this whole time, and so that's been going great. And as soon as this tour is over, we're gonna. Well, actually, there's a break in the summer where we're gonna take like three weeks off and just compile a bunch of material, and then in September we're gonna start what you call pre-production. But then we just recorded a song for this Fantastic Four movie, which will be a new original song coming out this summer. So I'm excited about that. Does, is that where most of the writing goes on? Is on the road? Um, well, when you're on the road, you have to do whatever you can do while you're on there. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, while you're out here, you you know, you find any like it's sound check. We write a lot of sound check. Um, Oh, hold on. Oops, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You're a rock star. Whatever. Uh, Slash from Velvet Revolver joining us in the hideout. So you talk about you're out there, you're you're doing stuff during the day, you're writing, you're putting things together. What about what else are you doing during the day? Because I was thinking about this. We're rolling around over at uh, the at the uh, Earth Day birthday. Because you guys go on stage, the sets, you know, about an hour, maybe a little bit longer. Hour and a half. What are you doing for the other 22 hours of the day? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of sleeping, but I mean, are you the cat that's going to go sneak into a movie theater? Are you sitting on the bus? No, I, you know what? When I'm on the road, it's, it's I'm, a, I'm a real sort of rock dog. You know, it's like, um, you know, you do the gig and then you maybe hang out for a while afterwards, get back to the hotel. A lot of the times you're traveling and you spend God knows how many hours on the bus just getting from one place to the other. And when you finally get in, if there's something in particular that you want to do, I guess you go and do it. Like, um, for me, I have to go to this museum tomorrow because there's this new exhibit going on. But other than that, I usually just hang out at the hotel bar or a local club and then, you know, get to work, do sound check, and then just hang out at the gig and whatever, talk to you guys. All right, imagine how insane that is. You're just, uh, your, your chick's dragging you to the uh, museum. You're thinking, God, this is going to be awful. And then you run into Slash there. He's at the goddamn museum. That's insanity. Uh, <laughs> Um, what about, I read something about Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob, they like rented out your place or something? No, well, they they got divorced, which I guess right. that's something that happens at that house that I bought. I think there's, I think it's haunted and I think there's something wrong with it. Anyway, it's a great house and I built a studio in it. And so I got divorced there. And I guess <laughs> nice. apparently uh, a couple before me got divorced there and then somebody else died there. And, um, and then what's, what's, the, what's his name? Um... Uh, the producer, Phil Spector, yeah. um, he lived there for a while. <laughs> oh, God. It is cursed. Anyway, so, so it's got a history. Anyway, so Angelina and Billy Bob bought it from me, and then they got divorced, and Billy Bob still lives there. I just saw him the other day over there. Oh, no. Like, who are, you, who are your, your, your chum chum buddies? Uh, any, by the way, we're talk, we'll talk to you forever, so you let us know when you got to go. <laughs> All right? You just, you just um, say, hey, enough, guys. i got to beat it. 
Usually just the guys in the crew and the band for the most part. I mean, other than that, you know, there's obviously my wife and kids and, right. and a couple of friends that we have, which are just pretty anonymous. And then, uh-huh. you know, I, I know a couple, you know, so-called we, we, you know, famous people, I guess, that I hang out with. But uh, I'm pretty lucky. All right. Well, hey, man, I'm not going to keep anymore. Plus, we we got bills to pay. But uh, <laughs> Slash Velvet Revolver, I'm telling you, and I'm not even making this up. I said everybody should have the opportunity to see this man play live at one point in their life. And you got the chance. Tampa on the 24th, West Palm Beach on the 25th. Check it all out, velvetrevolver.com. It was an absolute pleasure, Slash. Well, it was good talking to you guys. Thanks for all the compliments. You betcha, man. <laughs> we'll appreciate it. Thank all you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. Wow. Awesome. I say I thought that was pretty good. Damn. <laughs> that was freaking. Just, that was just, slash, dude. Just chimes in with the damn. That was slash. I gotta soak that in for a sec. How late are we You've on commercials? Soaked. No, I'm not a drunk. All right, I take like we got a break, don't we? Yeah. Christ Almighty, let's take a break. <laughs> All right, we're going to play commercials for the next 20 minutes, and then we'll come back. But I think you're willing to forgive us. Is uh, Hey, first Nelson, then Slash. You get, keeps on getting better. You get nothing but the best in the hideout. Next week, it'll be the Pope. <laughs> Real radio. I love that these rock stars are so cool. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? they've all, they, uh, every last one of them has been really nice so far. I mean, you know what's going to suck is that at some point we're going to run into an ass. That's fine, though. But you you got to expect that. And you're, almost, you're willing to forgive. Mm-hmm. Like, the two people I'd love to talk to most, Maynard and Marilyn Manson, I know would just be asses. Really? In awful interviews. From everything I've heard, it's just like pulling teeth, especially with Maynard. Manson, not so much. I think we could just have, like, a normal conversation about stuff. And I would try to do the same with Maynard, but apparently it's like a whole bunch of one-word answers. And it just doesn't. He seems up. like a quiet type, so I, I would expect that out of him. Just you know, it, I don't think that's being a dick. I just think that's his personality. And, and that's what's got to be odd too is that a lot of people like they want to go out and they want to make the music, but they don't want to talk to people. I'm almost becoming that way, Dubs. Really, you don't like to uh, go out and like, say hi to anybody? Like when we went out last Friday at Latitudes, mm-hmm. I was really comfortable just staying away from everything. There's a lot going on out there, a lot of people coming up and saying hi. And I was pulling this move, and I'm normally not like this. Because if people take the time to listen to the show and come up and introduce themselves, I mean, that's that's amazing. You know, yeah. truly thankful the fact that you're going to, you know, listen and come out and hang out and say hi. And I used to be able to carry on conversations with people in public. Can't do that anymore. I'll do a, you know, you sit there and it's awkward for a second because you don't know what you're going to say. And I'm like, oh, have you uh, have you met Chunks yet? He's over here. See, that always used to be my move. You know who you need to meet? J-Dubs. Let me no. introduce you to. And then I bring the two together, and what do I do? I scoot off. Yeah, you uh, kind of stay in the conversation just for a couple seconds, and I see you walking the other way. Hey, I got to go get a drink. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm the designated driver, and I'm just grabbing a water. But I don't know what came over me. I used to be very outgoing. You I need to get I'm, back into that. I'm slowly becoming a shut-in. Really? I think you're right, man. I could be coming. I could be becoming schizophrenic. I've, I've been saying that for a while now. Every day you get a little bit crazier. Every day you start worrying about more stuff. What are the? What is a schizophrenic? Like, what are the things about a schizophrenic that says, "Hey, this is a schizophrenic"? Does anybody in our crew I, know? I think uh, voices have to be uh, doing no, some I, of it. 
I don't. I hear voices. That's not even part of it. I think like different personalities kind of. No, that's not take schizophrenia. Over. That's you and your six and a half year education at George Mason. That's what you come up with, chunks. Give the microphone to someone who's more important. You intern number one. Intern number one. What do you have? You actually know what a schizophrenic? What that? What constitutes one? Yeah, it's uh, it's an uncontrolled fear that everyone's out to get you. Uh, frequent head shavings can be a sign because you think body hair is unclean. You, uh, I've read stories about Meh. people barricading themselves in bedrooms and stuff from family, thinking someone's trying to break in. I agree with that one. Uh-oh. Okay, I do have this fear of everyone. I do shave my head. And normally, with the guys staying at the hideout off-campus housing, I'm always in my room, not wanting to talk to anyone. And you have a very, you're very afraid of body hair, too. You don't like, uh, you think that uh, armpit hair is one of the dirtiest things in the world. Oh, armpit hair is disgusting. Even on a dude. But when I see a guy who has shaved armpits, I'm disgusted by that as well. For me, armpits are maybe the most disgusting thing uh, on the human body. Even more so than the milk dud. Schizophrenia is characterized as a profound disruption of of, uh, emotion. So I don't know what that exactly means. Well, that's pretty vague. Yeah. All right, 407 916 star 1041 your singular wireless phones. It includes uh, psychotic manifestations, such as hearing internal voices. Have you been hearing internal voices, even your own? I don't hear anything. What? The government's going to get you. Huh? Yes. Shave your pits. You're fat. No way. What? Okay, sorry. Um, all right, Matt Albert says, first sign of schizophrenia, you think someone is wearing your shirts when you're not around. Okay, this actually happened to me in D.C. <laughs> when I was living at two apartment complexes ago, I was in my apartment complex. There was a specific shirt that I wanted to wear that day. And I looked for it in my closet, nowhere to be found. I had to wear this blue shirt because I, I liked the way it looked on me. So I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll end up going. I'll wear something else. I wear something else, I come back to the apartment that night, and I'm hanging up my shirt that I had worn that day. Lo and behold, sitting there, right in front of me, in my closet, is the very shirt I was looking for. I was convinced that someone was sneaking into my apartment, wearing my clothes, and then bringing them back. Washed. They didn't even have an odd scent on them. I don't know. I don't recall. Just one shirt in particular. It wasn't like a bunch of shirts were gone, and then they came back. Just one. It was a classy shirt. (laughs) Nothing that you bought is classy. You dressed like a UPS man. It was blue with gray horizontal horizontal stripes. Yeah, that's not flattering. Please. Now, uh, do you put significant meaning on basically normal events? Give me an example of a normal event. Like, just like a, a normal, like, a, like hey, uh, I watched this commercial, and it said, you know, it said something about something's going on in my real life. Like, uh, it, before we moved down here, before we got the job, were you seeing, like, you know, like... Uh, oh, there were all kinds of signs pouring to Orlando. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I was taking a trip out to Detroit, and I saw this as a sign. The next connection from Detroit, which, by the way, we almost went to go work, Detroit, Orlando. Same pl- same flight. If I'd stayed on that plane, I would have ended up here. Absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yes. 
And I'm convinced, like, you know the whole Newsweek thing about the Quran and all that stuff, and apparently that it got abused at Guantanamo, uh, Guantanamo Bay? I believe that. Now, uh, are you, do your moods mostly consist of uh, depression, uh, being anxious, irritable, and angry? Why are you talking so much? Yes. Please stop. Do you think that's uh, part of it? Mm-hmm. All right, then. Uh, you have uh, fallen into a lot of the characteristics. Whatever. I'm fine. Stacy, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Stacy. Hey, man, what's up? What's going on, I man? I love this show. I love this show. i got to tell you, I drive home every night to it. Thank you, brother. But you were talking about that schizophrenia thing, and I, I just want to, like, give you a little insight. Uh-huh. Had an ex-wife uh, about ten years ago. I went down into Miami to do some work, left her with the kids. I come home, and she thinks the, the ceiling fan is a helicopter. She's feeding the kids cold spaghetti with no sauce on it, stuff like this. I mean, she just went off the edge. And was, was it schizophrenia? Yeah, it turned out to be uh, uh, schizophrenia, and she had a couple other uh, minor disruptions in her brain cell function. That's a very odd thing for a woman to have. Thank you, man. Schizophrenia is uh, almost dominantly male. Really? Yeah. And it usually happens to men in their mid-20s. Oh, I'm 27. I'm fine. <laughs> That's not mid-20s, is it? That's well, upper- I, well, I think it started about two years ago with you, didn't it? Hey, look, whatever. I think we're scaring the program director now. Hideout Hotline, who is this? Hefe, this is El Hefe. Um, I just want to call and let you know you need to shave your pits. They're getting a little long, and I don't like it. I also don't like your shirt... And your hat. You really need to fix it. You're Hello, really is anybody it, there? Buddy. Is anybody there? Yeah, this is Hefe. I um, I don't think this sounds anything like me. Um, I think it sounds exactly like you because this is me. Um, I checked my MySpace today. Got a bunch of new friends, J Dubs. Go Mavs. I um. Okay, could be me. Need How? to shave my goatee. How am I calling in? And yet hosting the show at the same time. This is me calling in. You're just an image in my head. Beat it. Manson rules. I love Marilyn Manson. Beat it. Me. No, I can't beat it. You beat it. Wow, that was eerie. Now, when did all this uh, start to happen? All your paranoia. You know, it did happen at a particular point. I think it happened right after we got fired in Lansing. Well. Hey, how long ago did we meet? Now that I think about it, it could be because of Bateman. Because Bateman, in fact, is one of those guys who... Models in his spare time. No, he doesn't. You're 5'5". Stop. What? Bateman's you are schizophrenic. He's one of those kids who you could see hiding underneath a car, uh, ready to slash your Achilles heel because you said something bad about UCF. I don't want to. I never want to bring this up. Or to UFC. You. I never wanted to bring this up to you. I always just let you go with it. But there is no Bateman. He's your Tyler Durden. What? Well, then why was he missing for three weeks? That's why you were uh, sad. A piece of you was missing for three weeks. Tommy Bateman's my Tyler Durden? Yes. He's not even here right now. He's the cool part of me? Mm-hmm. He's the me that I always wanted to be? Yes. An athlete. I didn't want to be short. 
He's six five. What are you talking about? You always tell talk about how tall he is. I'm, you guys, I I don't think this is helping me. You see, that's why I say, say hey, uh, what's up, man? Because I don't know who I'm ever talking to. Am I talking to El Jefe or am I talking to Bateman right now? Bateman is my Tyler Durden. You're a loser. Do something with your life. All right, let me take a break. I gotta I gotta soak all this. The Mavericks up. actually suck. All right, that's too far. You went too far, Tyler Bateman. <laughs> Five thousand. 